0: Well, it's just after I see a movie, I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it. It's sort of a little tradition I have. Would you like to get pie after you see a good movie?
1: Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Oh, is it me? It's Luke. <laughs> who Who else would it be? Uh, <laughs> Ralph is not here... But he will be here later on in, in the spirit? show. And he's in, yeah, he's here in spirit right now in oh, okay. physical reality. He will be here later on in the reviews. Uh, different, different schedules today, guys. Anyway, this is episode number 124. And these are going to be Luke's picks. These are Luke's movies he oh, yeah. told us to watch for this week. And uh, with some regret, the movies are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, they're, they're fine picks. One is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's the actual title. I thought it would just be Justice League. But no, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. The revamp right. of the Dawn of Justice movie. And then there's a documentary, of course. If uh, if you listen to the show and know Luke, you know that documentaries are a must. A uh, documentary is called Operation Varsity Blues, The College Admission Scandal. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to conclude our show with part of... The third entry in Luke's Marathon called Matchpoint from the early 2000s or the mid-2000s by Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're going to be doing today. And you can always find this show and all of our other shows at otherpodcast.com. Not to mention wherever you are actually listening to us on, whether it's like probably Apple, right? iTunes. Uh, not iTunes, uh, podcasts, <laughs> whatever. Right. Uh, it used to be iTunes all combined, but they separated them a long time ago. Um, anyway. Anyway. And on there, you can find all of our previous marathons and what to expect later on in our individual marathons we're going through right now. You know, you can find out what the next movie in Luke's Marathon will be, for example, if you go on the website. Again, otherpodcast.com. Check it out, guys. There's a lot of stuff on there. Um, And before we uh, carry on to our usual
2: foray, I'm going to ask you, Luke, how have you been lately? Uh, Man, I've been doing really well, actually. I've. Kind of on like a mini vacation right now, doing a lot of playing some games, watching some stuff, you know how many is it how how short is it short what uh it's um honestly, I'm probably gonna go back to work tomorrow and Friday since we record on Wednesday, and I'll probably continue my vacation again from like Saturday till next uh Wednesday, okay. <laughs> Because I'm honestly so, not going to do anything for the next two days, so I might as well just go into work and save some uh, annual time. And okay. I'm also gonna I'm gonna try to schedule my COVID shot too for uh, sometime next week. Probably Your first unf- or second. Uh, no, I'm gonna do. We uh, uh, we're able to get the Johnson and Johnson the one shot. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I'm trying to get that done scheduled next week Friday. So mm-hmm. if I have symptoms, I get Saturday Sunday off. Nice,
1: <laughs> very <laughs> nice. Know. So you're doing the opposite, where like people usually work five days and get a weekend off. You're doing the opposite. You're working a weekend version, and then you're off for more days around it. of. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing some games. You see, Anything yeah.
2: To I've been playing uh, an obscene amount of World of Warcraft recently. I just kind of got oh, back into yes. it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, yeah, so they did this thing uh, with this expansion. It used to be you used to start off like at level one, and you have the max level was like I think 120. It's a lot of levels they squished it now so the max level is 60 oh okay. and they have this thing where uh, they redid a lot of the uh, those zones because I mean there's been like I think 8 expansions to this game so a lot of the zones you can start off in and you could literally level up from like level 10 to level 50 or like level 40 so you could get a lot of your leveling done in just one area
1: and I'm sure to wow players that means something I have yeah. no idea what you're I mean, talking about but yes,
2: the last time I actually kind of tried to play World of Warcraft was like uh, when the Panda expansion came out, like Mist of Pandaria. That was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. I missed out on a lot of content. So I just honestly, I'm just going back to like the older expansions and I'm just kind of just doing the story quest well, lines. It's,
1: it's one of those preciously like few games yeah. that are so old that
2: are still going on strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, well, uh, I mean, they do release like an expansion for like I think once every two years right now. But I'm not even, I mean, I'm still doing like, I'm uh, I'm doing Warlords of Draenor right now, which is like this weird story campaign where like, you kind of travel back in time or some shit. And then mm. after that, there's, I think, Battle for Azeroth and... For Azeroth. I uh, there's a, I, I forgot, but I know there's like a whole bunch of stuff I haven't seen or touched in this game yet. So, right, that's right. been fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Nah, no, man, you do. Uh, it sounds great. Um, Anything else? uh uh f- watching some movies some documentaries things of that nature you know fun mm. stuff
1: yeah i mean we'll get to that very soon i assume in some recent mm-hmm. discoveries yeah and uh, I, I did finally yeah. get an xbox series x so i got I'm pretty caught up with the current gen now so oh my god that reminds me and something unrelated and i'll forget later Someone's gonna ask you now um if you're up to it of course do you have any of the previous versions of xbox
2: uh yeah i have an xbox 360 that's in the. Uh... In my closet, and I have an Xbox One that's just kind of... Uh, I use that as an HD uh, Blu-ray player. Oh, nice. Uh, I let cool. to ask you if I could borrow one of them.
1: Because I've been wanting to play Alan Wake, and it's only available on the Xbox.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah it's not a problem. Personally
1: speaking, because of Control, I've been mm-hmm. wanting to play it. And like I said, it's only available on there. And obviously, I would get the game myself unless you have it. And I need someone's Xbox. I've never owned an Xbox
2: in my life. So. Yeah, no, we but. can definitely make that happen. My Xbox, yeah. yeah, I have an Xbox One I could give you. Because since the new ones play the HD Bl- Blu-rays, Blu- so we're fine.
1: Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, <sighs> need to ask one of you guys. And I just remember now, so I figured I'll ask. Thank you, thank you. We'll, we'll discuss off-air more on that. Um, that's awesome. I you know, uh, speaking of games, I've uh, been um, hella playing uh, Far Cry 5. yes. Place. I've um, man, that's such a. I don't know how they. It's the same premise. Far Cry's are all the same premise, but somehow.
2: Yes, from Far Cry three and on, it's kind of always been the same. I never played two, and I dabbled. Oh in yeah, it. I never played
1: two either. I played a bit of three. I mainly played four. No, th- uh, three a l- little bit. Four, the whole thing. I played Far Cry Primal, which is a cool version of it that set takes place like thousands of years ago. And then there's Far Cry Five, um, not the latest one right, because they did New Dawn. Yes, And I actually bought New Dawn because of how much I like Par 5. Because yeah. I really loved it. It's a fun-ass game. I did a lot. I'm still doing side missions. But I basically beat the game already. And I've been playing the expansion stuff on it. Um, which takes you to like different versions of the same game. They're like tweaked versions. Where one is um, on Mars. So like, like gravity. Different tech. And uh, a little bit of a different objective. Even though they're roughly the same. And the bad guys are like monsters. Um, and then the other one is like a zombie filled uh, adventure um, and that one's been fun too other than two chapters and then the other one well, my favorite one is the one that's set uh, during the Vietnam War in Vietnam where you're uh, a GI soldier stuck in no man's land or uh, behind enemy lines and then you have to get to the extract zone in this huge map not a huge map mind you it's like a third of the main stories map or whatever but it's still like one map and you have to figure out how to get there and it's a lot of fun. This is a fun-ass game. Um, that's all I'll say on it, I guess. But I've given it like fucking 60 hours already. It's, um, <clears throat> it's definitely taking my time lately. So, yeah. Everyone, check it out. Far Cry 5. Uh, otherwise, on my end, much of the same as Luca. I've been watching some movies and shows, and of co- Shows, of course. Um, not new shows lately. I've actually been really bad at watching anything new lately. Uh, I've been kind of watching more movies um, mainly because of the nominations, but also because there's a lot of movies that are becoming available now or streaming that I've been wanting to see, and I'm just, like, finally getting to see them now. So, like, uh, and we'll discuss it in a minute. So so we'll, we'll get into that now. So um, let's get into something called Recent Discoveries, and it's pretty obvious what it is. So, Luke, you're going to start us off with what you've been watching.
2: Yes, um, I did watch uh, One Night in Miami. Which is an Amazon uh, video
1: exclusive. I want to see that movie for sure.
2: It's really good, so it's a, it's, it's a fictional account of uh, one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural upheaval of the 1960s. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it is based off a of stage play because it's literally takes place in mainly like one hotel room. And then there's a oh, couple really? of parts where, like, maybe you know, sometimes they'll exit out to go outside, or they'll have um, like little flashes from like their life and things like that. Mm-hmm. But mainly, it's just the four of them talking. You know, it, it's very dialogue heavy. Yeah, very play heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds. It feels like a play. Yeah, but it's really good. I, it's. I. I think we got some nominations from this one for the Oscars. So it's definitely. I think it was only one, but it's definitely good to check out. Awesome. Yeah, I guess I want to check it
1: out. The reason I wanted to check it out uh, before it was nominated it was because I think uh, Regina King uh, directed it, and she's a really astounding actress. And I've been wanting. To... I think
2: is—is it is her like the, the debut though? Uh,
1: I I believe maybe I've never seen her. If she's directed something else, I've never seen it. But I know that she directed. Yeah, this it one.
2: says yeah, directorial debut. Awesome, yep. awesome.
1: So I definitely want to see that because I, I just love her performances so much. Maybe she'll be good in directing. And it looks like it it won you over, so I'm pretty sure I'll like it. Awesome. And that's on Prime, right?
2: Yes. Uh, Then we're going to go over to Netflix, where I saw Moxie, which is Amy Poehler's uh, movie that she directed. Hmm. It is a uh, kind of a um, coming of age where, you know, it's about Hmm. a teenager that... uh, Inspired by her mom's rebellious past and a confident new friend, a shy 16-year-old publishes an anonymous scene calling out sexism at her school. So, I mean, you know, mm. we, we don't see zines uh, this much <laughs> right? anymore, but it's really cool. It is very think. it is very predictable. It's very, uh, you know, I, I pretty much predicted this whole movie through and through. But it's still fun, I guess. Um I yeah. didn't really know Amy Puller was a director. I don't know if this was like one of her first or not, but uh I think she did a really good job. Right on.
1: Right on. I might I might check that out because um I mean I I've, I've never seen all of her stuff. I've seen some of her stuff, and then she's always really funny. Um so I might check this one out. Moxie. Mm-hmm. Um M O X I E, guys. Yes. Not with a Y. I E. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> So then, uh, I saw this uh, documentary. It's like uh, it's called Cannibal Corpse: uh, Centuries of Torment. So Cannibal Corpse is an actual uh, death metal band right. from uh, Buffalo, New York, and then relocated to Florida. And they came out with this three-disc uh, uh, Blu-ray set. Disc one hmm. being like a three-hour documentary on the band. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Do you know anything about uh, Cannibal
1: Corpse? Yeah, I listen to them. I have a few other songs on my playlist. Yeah. um,
2: So, you know... I don't know uh,
1: anything about them personally. Yeah,
2: so uh, it literally starts off as they were, like, you know, from kids. And it's pretty much all of the remaining band members. Except I think one guy that they had in the band, but they kicked out at one point because he, like, wasn't progressing as a musician. And Mm -hmm. he kind of just stopped playing music completely after that. And I don't think they ever got a hold of him. Anyways, uh, Cannibal Corpse death metal band known for their gory lyrics and cover art and all that stuff. Yeah, their cover art really cool. Yeah, anyway. I mean I mean like I mean I kind of grew up on like the first three of their albums, which is Eaten Back to Life, Butchered at Birth, and Tomb of the Mutilated. I mean just just those songs. I mean just right. those uh things. I mean and when you see a cannibal corpse cover, you know it's a cannibal cor- corpse cover, you know? It's pretty grotesque. I mean uh the Butchered at Birth one is like these, like, zombie skeletons, like, operating on, like, this dead, like, skeleton, and there's, like, babies hanging, like, baby skeletons in the background. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're nutty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. though, with you know, it is it is their style, though. But anyway, the documentary is really good. goes through, like, their entire history and all that stuff. It's three hours long, so you got to sit down and literally pay some attention, because... This band's got a lot of history, yeah, it seems very um th- is it
1: fan servicey uh like does it look like it does it feel like it's catered to fans of the, of the band?
2: Oh definitely I mean it's, it's nothing but interviews of like the bands telling them like their whole story, and then there's other bands that are kind of like in there because that th- they inspired them. I know one of them is like uh, I think they have Trevor from the the Black dial murder. he's in there a couple of times talking about him. It's so, nice. I know
1: that person. I know that band too.
2: Yeah. And um, so aside from that, there's also the bonus DVD, which is another two hours. And that's even <laughs> more fun because that they kind of go into like uh like stuff that they didn't go into the main documentary. Like there was a whole segment about just the artwork. And they had the artist who does all their drawings. Nice. He was talking about like going through like album by album kind of thing, you know. It's pretty awesome and how certain um, places have to get alternate covers because they have to be censored. And then at one point, they uh, right. they just said, you know, we're not going to censor our covers. So they didn't realize maybe the big stores won't sell it anymore or whatever, but that's what we're just going to go with, We're you know. And then there was things with, like their lyrics and things like that. And, like I guess they had a music promoter or a, a record executive in like South Korea. I think get, she got arrested for having their stuff out there in that country, because I guess it broke some kind of laws. Wow, you're kidding me! Yeah, that's, that's, and like, the, increases
1: their rep, though.
2: It does. I mean, because when you say like, "Oh, we can't play these songs" or whatever at certain festivals, they can't do certain. They weren't able to do certain songs and things like that. It just got people more into them. Like, well, what can't we see? Definitely. I mean, you're the person who got me into them first. Probably, yeah. And it's funny, uh, and I always tell people like, if they never heard it. I always reference the first uh, Ace Ventura movie because they are in it.
1: Uh, like their song is in it or the band? The is
2: band is playing a song in the movie. Where? I'm trying to think. I, I he know, goes to like, like well. this club thing and there's like a metal show and that's Ooh. Cannibal Corpse playing. Are and kidding? like, kidding? Yeah. And he kind of just like, like walks through because Jim Carrey is actually a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. You're kidding me. No, he got them to, like, he wanted them to, I guess, to be in the movie. <clears <Nice>. <clears <throat> and they, t- they talk about that, and, like, you know.
1: Well, like, that's, that's, like, crazy. that's, really not. I mean, Jim Carrey had.
2: Yeah, okay, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, a
1: lot of power. I mean, yeah, you could get that done, is my point. That's crazy, though. I never would have imagined that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, obviously, I mean, I'm not, you know, I mean, I don't know if I can do the three hours, because I'm not, like, the biggest fan. I do like their music, but never, I'm not. Not the kind of music guy that gets super into. Even my favorite bands of all time. And right. they're not that for me. But um, I'm curious about seeing like a few snippets. Definitely about the artwork stuff. I would love to see Um them.
2: So if you, uh, if you can actually kind of watch it all on YouTube right now. It's all been oh, nice. posted there. Uh, parts 1, 2, and 3. Part uh, The second DVD is like a, a concert performance. So, But part 3 is the uh, bonus stuff. Yeah, And the, it's pretty much chaptered out. So you can just skip to whatever you want to see. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the Cannibal
1: Corpse three disc yeah. documentary, Centuries of Torment. Centuries of Torment, right on, right on. And is that a, I guess that's a new release, I guess? Just no, came it out? came out a while ago. Oh, it came out. Oh, you just saw it for the. Okay, got it. Yeah, I saw
2: it for the first time.
1: Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have one more, but yes, gonna, we both. Uh, yeah, we both saw this one.
2: Uh, I care a lot starring uh, Rosamund Pike. Rose, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Peter Dinklage and some other people, but mainly her. Yeah, mainly her. Oh, yeah, I saw the trailer for this movie. I'm like, I need to see this. So the synopsis is a crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of the elderly wards uh, meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be uh, more than she first appears.
1: right. (sighs) Man, it's crazy. Do you like Netflix trailers? I mean, not trailers, but I mean... I don't See, know if they actually have trailers so they just show a scene from the movie.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: I, I don't know. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, this is really interesting. Like, this, this woman goes and uh, gets kind of legal guardianship over an elderly person and just takes over their life. They can't do anything without her. It's kind of like, well, I it's felt like scary. That
1: Britney Spears kind of thing. Right. It is. Right. It is exactly that. Um, it is kind of scary, right, that, I mean, it's just a movie, but I'm... i I imagine that the reality is not that far off,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, from from what the movie depicts, or maybe it's more accurate than I want to admit. <laughs> Who knows, right? Um, I don't know. I didn't read the laws, but uh, I like a good con movie. Yeah, it was... yeah. But uh, did you? What, so, what did you ultimately think on it when when it ended? Did you like it? Um,
2: at the big, be- I was torn. Mm-hmm. How it ended, but man oh she is she's fucking ruthless in this movie. I would
1: say fearless man, thats thing Jesus, <laughs> uh, so we'll go get it. We talked about uh what we're gonna talk about a certain person in a doc- in a documentary title in this week's reviews about that you know that certain driven type mhm, you know she's got that too, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like Jesus, like. I guess you're going to make money then. Um yeah. you do that. But uh you know I you know what I liked about this movie is that it kept me on my toes.
2: Oh man, definitely did.
1: Yeah, you you think it's going to go this way or maybe it's not that so much. It's maybe as more like it can only go to this place from here. You think that and then it doesn't. And then it carries on in different ways that kind of almost it almost betrays the the first act of the movie where you think this movie is about this and it's really not about that at all
2: or yeah, it i was is, surprised with that or,
1: right i'm trying to be vague here um but it, it or, or it is about that but in a very like thematic way not in a in a plot way in a plot way um but yeah peter peter english though pretty good mm-hmm. i like them as a i always like him as a bad guy um yeah it's it's a it's a very interesting movie i can't say I really loved it or anything because of some weird decisions that happen um with Rosamund pike's character um not just the end necessarily although i i saw that coming though um it's more about the um like i don't i don't feel like the movie instills a very good um how do I don't want to say this? Like, motivation enough or like balls or spinelessness into some of the characters? Uh, again, I'm not trying to spoil. But I feel like it, it kind of betrays some character in moments. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. no. You know, uh, I, I think I know what
2: you're talking about. Yep.
1: Especially about this stupid car crash thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like that at all. But, but, uh, although I,
2: is... I did hate her so much in this movie. <laughs> like, like, she fucking nailed it. Like, I wanted to just rip her guts out. Right. Because of what she's doing. Stay away from my grandma, bitch. If, right.
1: Um, um. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fucked up movie. It's uh, full of anti-heroes at, at best. <laughs> yeah, there's no at real best. winners here. Yeah, at best. There's no, uh, no good person. The,
2: ver- <laughs> the guy at the very, very end is my hero, though, if, if you understand that.
1: Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he came too late on it, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, that. sure. Um, so that's I Care A Lot on Netflix. Uh, check it out. It's one of their 2021 releases, right? It just came out recently? Yes. Yes. Um, Speaking of Netflix and their new releases, I have something from 2020. Uh, It's called The Midnight Sky. Have you heard of it? Uh, No, I
2: can't say that I have. All
1: right. Here's a little synopsis. This post-apocalyptic tale follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. And this is uh, a film um, based on a book, I think, of the same name, uh, directed and starring George Clooney. This is a George Clooney movie, um, and it stars him. Like I said, Felicity Jones, uh, David Oyelowo, uh, kaylin Springle, Kyle Chandler's in this. Damien Bashir, They're good actors, you know, pretty pretty solid actors, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a it's a it's a post apocalyptic movie but also a very space movie too. Uh has a lot of back and forth between George Clooney in the station on Earth and uh the spaceship that's heading to Earth. And this is all I wanted to see a cool sci-fi premise. Um I think combining it or or fitting fitting in but making this movie um a post-apocalyptic thing, like this whole thing about Earth being in danger from something that they don't even tell us. Like I said in the synopsis, it's mysterious. It stays mysterious. Um, I really didn't like that stuff. And I overall didn't really like the decisions along the way that leads um, George Clooney's character to uh, leave the base, for example. Well, not leave the base, but like how he gets there, what he's thinking about, the choices of not talking about certain things. Um, really bothered me in the movie because I think it tried to save a lot of it for the ending, like a, like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. And I think it failed in every respect. And so I think it makes some really sloppy des- decisions in the story there. And overall, like, um, I don't know. Like, I felt the movie could have been way more exciting for such a such a concept that involves so much death and change, right, and the earth and our way of living. I don't know. It could have been way better. But overall, I, I did have a lot of moments where I did like it or I was into the story. So it's not like a, a catastrophe the whole time. But I just wish it was better. So that is my real quick take on The Midnight Sky, uh, which is on Netflix.
0: So okay, check it out.
1: Yeah. Uh, next up, I, here's one that you that you know very well. It's Weathering With You. I saw yes. finally saw Weathering With You, which is, uh, the story goes, a high school boy who has who has run away to Tokyo, but friends a girl who appears to be able to manipulate the weather. Fuck who appears to be. She does yeah, actually totally. manipulate the weather. Um, and this is the latest by uh, the amazing writer-director, uh, Makoto Shinkai, who's made uh, the infamous... Um, your Name? Your Name, thank you. I almost said something else. Uh, your Name and, and other stuff that I've seen since that year, a uh, great year where I made all our top 10s. Um yeah, this is a great movie. It would have I would have definitely I would have definitely considered it into my top ten as well. Like I don't know if it would have made it, but I would have definitely seriously thought of it, you know, had I seen it last year. Uh but Weathering With You is a it's a very tender um uh, film about um the makings of your own destiny kind of also and the uh shying, you know, staying away from the systems that, you know, kinda like repel you or like are set to um dismantle you, right, or make you think differently about your life, and it's about these young people who are too young to have a say in the world but and yet uh old enough to make and take responsibility for their decisions. It's a very interesting movie, and uh I really like a lot of the the side characters as well in this movie I think the this boss and that boss's niece who we don't know if there's the niece yet um a lot of great characterization and funny moments. Movies is much more funnier than I thought it would be, or like light-hearted. I mean, and uh, it was a a really fun experience. And for compared to his other movies, I would say like this one might be his one of his happiest uh, when you think of the ending. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it could have it could have gotten. I'm just saying it could have not gotten there. You know I mean, it could have been way worse.
0: <laughs> okay. of,
1: it's, I mean. He also likes making his characters waited out, you know? He loves making the characters... I'm telling like, you, bro. Who hurt him? I don't know. But he really, he really, like... He'll give him a great experience. Like, his characters go through great, like, supernatural experiences, right? Like, crazy shit. And then, like, the satisfaction and result... It's always, like, years later. And I'm like, come on, man. Your characters are just dying. And you make them wait for years. (laughs) Uh, I know I'm being vague again. But if you haven't seen it and are being curious about it, I highly recommend it. Weathering with you. It is currently on HBO Max, if you wish to watch it. Um, Totally recommend And my last movie here, it's a documentary, which uh, you might be interested in. in. Um, It's called My Octopus Teacher. That sounds weird. uh, Right? It is weird. And it is currently, I saw it because it's currently nominated for Best Documentary of the Year in okay. the Oscars. Um, and here's the the thing. A filmmaker for, forges, sorry, a filmmaker forges an unusual friendship with an octopus living in a South African kelp forest, learning as the animal shares the mysteries of her world. And uh, that's, I mean, that's essentially it. That's 100% the only synopsis there is. There's no plot or anything. Hmm. Well, I guess the, the plot would be the life cycle of the octopus. Uh-huh. And this guy uh, who it's, it's you know, primarily it's, it's a lot of interview with this guy uh, with along with the footage. Like we get to hear his thoughts and everything, but he's not talking under the sea, of course. But it's about him and him loving the ocean, going down, the, you know, every day, spotting this octopus there and noticing how this octopus has more than a function to survive and eat and sleep. Like, it's curious. It's playful. Like, it's also very guarded to new people or new species around it. And it documents the day-by-day... Day, obviously, they skip a lot of days, but the day-by-day day of um, of him connecting to her and, like, the octopus getting used to the presence of this guy down at her hovel or whatever. And the it's a really interestingly tender fucking friendship movie uh, of animal and man that I've ever seen. Um, It's very interesting. Very. And the stuff that he was able to get, like the footage, there's some great tension in the movie. It's also some great fucking heart in it. And it's all very natural. It's just the octopus fucking reacting to him or reacting to nothing or just trying to eat something. And it shows the the great intelligence, which I know I've read about before, concerning octopuses and how... They act and react to situations and how smart they can be in problem solving. We see a lot of that in this movie. So if, you're, if you've always been curious about it, check it out for that reason. If not, all the, the tenderness in it, <clears throat> but it does follow the full cycle of it. And the guy has a um, a very observer's point of view when it comes to the octopus. Like it doesn't. If there's a predator nearby, he doesn't like. Get her away from it, you know. He lets nature do everything. Oh, okay. He's just documenting and being. If You die, there. you die, right? Um, Rocky, but also, if but also he cares dies, he for her does. very deeply and constantly follows her. And and the octopus clearly likes his presence. Um, so a very very interesting movie. I Folking was totally emotional by the end of the movie, completely broken down. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I did not know what I was getting into, so um, check it out. It is on Netflix right now. My octopus teacher, check it out. And that is it for our recent discoveries. And we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to review this uh, blockbuster, or at least would have been a blockbuster, maybe.
2: Uh, What movie is that? Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. So stay with us. I had
1: a
0: dream. Almost like a premonition. There's an attack coming. My Lord, this world will fall.
3: I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves.
0: How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, and don't wave the red cape at it. You're sitting here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is.
1: He said the age of heroes would never come again.
2: Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince uh, with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching uh, threat of catastrophic proportions. Zack Snyder's Justice League. (sighs) Directed by Zack Snyder. Written by Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, and some other people. Starring... Other people, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Hmm. Guy Godot, Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, William Dafoe, Jesse Eisenberg, Jeremy Irons, a lot of motherfuckers, J.K. Simmons, even.
1: Yeah, a lot of people in this movie, man, for sure. Hell yeah.
2: So, I was stoked about this because, as ever you recall, the original justice league movie was a pile of crap and allegedly it was because uh joss whedon took over the the directing seat and pretty much re-edited the movie to his liking but now we get to see Zack snyder's creation and i really enjoyed it despite it being four hours the time just passed by and it was a really good watch four hours and two minutes this movie yeah we, well we i think we skipped through some of the credits so four, yes, hours. Yeah, four hours. Yeah, I, I do remember. <laughs> Boys, you remember?
3: What? I remember.
2: Yeah. Um. So I saw it with Oscar. We had a whole thing of it, you know, with some people and got some pizza and whatnot. Uh, I, I thought you enjoyed it, Oscar. Am I wrong to assume? I definitely
1: uh, liked it more than I thought it would. I would for sure. Awesome. Um, do I think? Do I think? It's worth the running time? Do I think this movie should be four hours? No. No, I do not. I think very few movies deserve to be for... I mean, not deserve. That's a strong, strong way wrong way to do it. Um, definitely should not be. Like, they definitely could cut shit down. You could cut things down in this movie for 100%. But I and mean, there's definitely ways to streamline the plot. There's no... It's, uh, it's really not that hard. But okay. Besides that, I did enjoy it. I did have fun with this movie. I found that there were... Um, I would say I still wanted to have a little bit more or maybe a lot of bit more, lighthearted moments, but it does have that, usually in the flash. Yeah. And um He's the comic you know, relief. His well he's also the he's also the wild eye kid that's like all oh, this is new and he's fucking stoked, you know, he's stoked to be there. So like you can see it and like in Ezra Miller's eyes really. And uh that stuff really helped um take off Potential bitterness of the movie, you know, being overly serious, which is, in my opinion, the primary problem with uh, these DC movies, the, the run of DC movies that have come out, and even when they tried to do something lighthearted and more fun blockbuster stuff like uh, Suicide Squad, Shazam, they just did a they just did a really bad. Well, Shazam was a good one. I mean, I am talking about a bad one. Um, Suicide Squad did a really bad job of. A mm-hmm. good job I, uh, I did not do a good job of filmmaking it and storytelling or anything really or editing it. Um really well. So I failed on those levels, so I couldn't enjoy it. But this movie I did enjoy it. And um you know, uh it's separated into parts for your convenience. Meaning the best parts to press pause and literally go do anything else for a while and then come back to finishing it. Um you know, um so it's like I'm, I'm kind of like I'm not 100 percent like mixed on it necessarily, but like I did overall like it. I wish I liked it more, and I wish it was shorter. Those are my two cents.
2: All right, Ralph, what did you think?
3: Uh, I'd like to think, but um, I didn't watch this movie. I'm just here for the review. No, I'm kidding. I did watch
2: this movie. You, uh, you told us you weren't going to watch it, so we anticipated you not. Right. Watch
3: it. <laughs> no. So <laughs> this is listen to what I said to you guys. When you guys said. I don't want to watch this movie to review. That's what I said. So, I didn't, I, this doesn't mean I wasn't going to watch it. I just didn't want to watch it to be forced to watch it when I, when I, wa- I wanted to watch it when I wanted to watch it. Not, for, you know what I'm saying? It was one of those movies where it's just like, I don't want to force to watch it when it has to come out and then I have to, you know, talk about it right after. Like, I just wanted to watch it when I can because I don't have, I can't, it was, I had no time to watch it when it came out. I had to wait like a couple days. Um, so, yeah that was essentially my, my, my excuse. Um, and so I out. could, but I couldn't commit to it. So that's why I told you guys don't, don't, don't include me earlier. Um, so now that I have though, uh, I mean, it took four hours to make a good justice league movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that's me. That's
2: so you're saying it's good, huh?
3: That's I hate. I mean, yeah, it's way better than the piece of trash justice league that I got earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why. Is Zack Snyder had like health issues, right? They didn't hear something uh, like no. that? No.
2: Um, I believe it was it's, the suicide um, of his wa- of his son or daughter. Right. So he oh, had nice to him. leave the project. Yeah, it was a
1: legit family trap. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, I, w- I could only imagine how much, how would it have been if he did a two-hour movie, right? Um, instead of this. Because it gives you a lot more time to do everything that he wanted to do and actually extrapolates characters. Um, it actually gives meaning behind, uh, even Steppenwolf who I totally forgot was in the movie until I see him. Yep. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of things of the reason at least it makes him a somewhat villain. You know, we already know about Doomsday, and we even get some of Doomsday stuff. Um, I would say the and also I think it redeems one huge character, which is Cyborg, because um, mm-hmm. Cyborg actually has a story in this movie, which he always should have had a bigger role anyway for the fact that where his powers come from. But it was always just like, yeah, don't worry about Cyborg. Um, I don't yeah, know.
1: There must they, have been a good chunk of the extra time, right? Extra scenes, because I don't remember that much of, of uh, Cyber. No,
3: Cyber, you got like maybe a couple scenes of the beginning of stuff. From, but really, he was very minimal aspect. And same with Flash. Flash, even though he's comic relief and you have a little bit of stuff with him, I almost think you could have done without, to be honest with you. That scene where he does the saving stuff and in his intro scene. I, I mean, that's. It's fun to watch for sure, and it shows that he's late to things, even though he's the fastest guy alive. Um, but, like, I don't know. I felt like Flash was probably the weakest character almost in this, um, and almost because no one else—Aquaman already has a movie, you know. Wonder Woman has a movie. Everybody else except for Flash and uh, <coughs> Cyborg have a movie. So, uh, you couldn't—they they decided to focus more on Cyborg because this is almost his origin story. Um, if you look at it almost as original, So yeah, I mean the movie did a significantly better job. Um and I you know how much I hate the villains in freaking uh DC movies Oscar. Um they just don't do a good job with villains or just right. last fights or whatever. I think they always do poorly. Um and I think this one did like, I don't know if the movie was just significantly better. Um it was a chore to watch, though, I'll tell you that. Even though you do have moments to pause, which is a really good thing to, in the movie, where they separate like into little things, like you said earlier. I think there's, like what, five or six parts?
1: Five parts, yeah.
3: <laughs> right, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, you, you do see where... I mean, I get why you needed... I don't know. You can still make it shorter, I would say, for sure. Maybe three hours. Um, like a Lord of the Rings kind of movie. Right. I could see that instead. Because, I mean, there is a lot to to be in this movie for sure. Um,
1: you know, if you speed up the slow motion scenes, I'm sure it'll be up to three hours.
3: Actually. Yeah. Probably Probably three. There's a a lot of slow motion scenes. (laughs)
1: Probably
3: three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. I can see that too. But nonetheless, I mean, uh, that's significantly better than the first justice league. Like I said, um, there's a lot more stuff going on, obviously, because you have two more hours of shit, but just overall, like it feels like an actual justice league kind of thing, you know? Um, I still feel like they spent a lot of time with Superman when they don't, don't need to. Um, I think we all know that already, like everything that happens. But even though they changed some of the stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, I just did like overall the characters um, actually developed. Like you actually let them develop. Congratulations. It's a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I especially agree with the villain. Um, I mean... Compared to most of the other, not just DC, but in general, kind of superhero villains, um, but DC especially, he is definitely way better. Um, he's, I mean, I mean, still not very good, by the way, but oh, still not very great, anyway. But um, I, I think he's better because, like, you see, uh, um, you don't empathize with him necessarily. There's none of that going on. A really great villain, you definitely would empathize with. This is not that. But Steppenwolf is interesting because he's given like. This pathetic streak of like mm-hmm. wanting to get back in good graces with his ex boss. <laughs> yeah. Mean, that's you know what good, what Dark that's, well, technically right. his current boss. Current boss, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. He's trying to get back in his Goody good graces, graces by taking over X amount of worlds for him. And also, like, I, I both like and hate the idea that these guys are just so nihilistically evil without any, I don't know, any. Reason, or I don't know, like, why? Like, they don't. Do
3: you need a reason to run the galaxy? Come
1: on. Or a universe? I do.
2: I do. I mean, you destroy them. (laughs) It's
1: just so insanely overkill that I don't need, like, a personal reason. Like, they did with Thanos, for example. They did something, and I think they overall succeeded. Not every time, but they did succeed in giving us his impressions and, and reasons. Um, And it was good enough, you know. But this movie, and a lot of them, especially with world-ending things, um, not a very good reason. Meaning that they're just evil. Um, I mean, separate what we know why, his reason. I mean, he's the main villain in the movie. He's not the 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 main main villain villain, of all of them, granted. But he's the main villain in the movie, and he has reasons. And he has pathetic reasons, and he is shown to be, like, second fiddle to a a lot of the people in his wheelhouse. But, like, he is definitely way better than the other bad guys <laughs> seemingly about uh, you know, just being yeah. evil. Um, yeah. So uh, that stuff is definitely <coughs> awesome. And, uh, I did enjoy a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the independent scenes that the heroes get, uh, particularly when it came to the boxes, like showing us the different lands and the different locations of these mysterious magic boxes that can do whatever you want. This is exactly what the stones are, by the way. Um, the, uh, the six infinity stones. Um yeah, it's 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 I mean, like I said, for what it is better than I thought it would be, and they managed to squeak by a win. I agree.
2: Awesome.
1: Uh what else, Luke? What else do you like about this movie?
2: Um it definitely had a lot of uh Zack Snyder uh things though. Like that man does not know how to expand his color palette. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like that's the colors it's a, you know it's a Zach Snyder cuz of the colors and everything it really, it's kind of like that that uh, like that brownish like uh like haziness to it it's uh like i i want him just to like make a movie where it's nothing but like fucking vibrant vivid colors. Like speed racer? Yes. Colors.
3: God.
1: I'll take a color. I'll take one color that's different. Um, yeah. yeah, he's really bad at that. That's not, that, that. That doesn't make these movies look better, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I understand the dark sleekness. like I understand how that can be appealing. But for characters and stuff we're trying to root for, it just doesn't work. It needs to be a mix. I'm not saying they should be colorful. and should, I'm not saying everyone should <laughs> be wearing spandex. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying it's got to actually have life into it. Like, it doesn't seem like there's any life in it because of the color scheme. Um, it makes me take the movie less like seriously. Um, that, that you know, but that being said, I, I, and his main ism for me is the slow motion stuff. He loves showing what is supposed to be really fast. I am not just saying the Flash, but like fast action or combat. He loves showing that shit in slow motion. And there were moments in this movie for sure. A few of them, I would say more than three. I, I don't remember exactly. I would say at least more than three, um, where it could have just been normally. At normal speed, I mean. And it would have been way better. I'm not saying to make the movie shorter. I'm just saying you don't always have to have a slow motion. Is my point. You didn't always <laughs> have to. You know, like, I don't understand. We can just We can follow the action just fine. Just show us. You know, we've seen many movies that don't need slow motion to portray their action. You can do the same. And I feel like it does detract from the movie. It took me out of the movie a few times, for sure. Um, that's just me though guys I mean I, I mean in Watchmen I, I think that's the thing with him is that he can't help himself with the slow motion he can't help himself with the po- color palette we just gotta find him projects that fits his stuff way better like in Watchmen it just worked right it just mm-hmm. worked and, and coupled with other things like the music and so on but like we need to find stuff for him because he can't help himself so we, if he can't help himself then we gotta get him projects where like we won't mind that it's as slow or that he does these things, but this one it, it it threw me off, man. Do you guys um overall like his uh, his style of slow motion action or like sometimes? I think he's
2: what? uh overdone it. So it's yeah, like, I think well, like when he first like some of his earlier movies, it was kind of cool because it was kind of uh, I don't know, if it was like new, but you know, it, it was kind of his thing. But then it's like everything else he did is kind of. You know following that uh, same
1: thing you know right, and he doesn't seem to one up himself either like he doesn't to yeah. me he does. he doesn't seem that interesting interested in uh, making like uh, uh more of an action spectacle out of it like right yeah I it different be... yeah, yeah God. No, God. oh i was gonna say um i mean in 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 justice league, the main difference is that he is uh showing you the slow motion of different powers from these different superheroes or whatever. But, like, that isn't enough. He's not one-upping himself. And it feels like he's just doing it to do it. And, again, that bugs me. Yeah,
3: yeah I'm wondering if that's the case because of... I liked it. I remember liking it in Man of Steel. Um And the, the stuff that we saw short in Watchmen as well, right? Um, right. Yeah, I, I felt like Watchmen had it just enough. It wasn't like over the top, and it was like when needed. Like it makes sense to show slow motion when you do shit with the Flash because you want to see what's happening, or else you technically don't see it. Right? That's fine. You don't have to see everything on him punching every single villain he's doing, but you do want to see certain certain things. That makes sense. But I felt like in Man of Steel wasn't bad. But I also feel like I just feel like he stayed the same. I agree with, with you, but I, maybe it's he's staying the same because it's the same genre, or it's the same like, he just wants to have the same continuity along with the movies that he's doing with like uh, Superman, or just the fact that it's um, the DC stuff. Maybe, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. we won't get as much in other type of movies like this. Um, but it's like, it's almost like the lens flare thing, right? With um, Star Trek. oh, yeah.
2: um, the, yeah, Very much
3: so. Isn't that, does it remind I mean, J. you that? J.J. Abrams. Yes. Abrams, yeah, my apologies. Um, just all those just Lesnar, flare, flare, um at every moment possible, uh, and it just felt like the same thing in this. Um, but I mean, even in Sucker Punch, did you watch? Did you guys watch that one?
1: Well, yes, I barely I remember it.
3: So I mean, I remember slow motion stuff in there too. It wasn't as pronounced, but I just, I just feel like it's his way of showing these people having these super fight, super long fights. You know, super fast fights. It's, it, there's almost no way around it. I hate to say it, but. I, you can, I think it's like, stop placating people, too. You can just leave it to the imagination. Of some stuff, you don't have to show everything exactly. Um, and I think maybe we'll get there, but maybe it's because it's technically his second... Well, third superhero movie. Um, second one, technically, though. So, I don't know. Uh, in the DC world. So... Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it is something that he'll uh, fix as he goes on. Um, but I do agree with you with... Uh, it is quite a bit of stuff. I mean, we made the joke in the beginning, it's literally cutting 30 minutes of the movie, probably. <laughs> take away all the slow motion scenes. No joke, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like that, yeah,
1: 100%. Now, um, do we feel like it's a good setup for the next movie, this whole um, dark side? Um, I would I hope are so. We interested?
3: Well, I at least, the only, I think it's probably one of the weakest parts, um, the dark side thing, where he didn't know that was the, the world that, uh, that he, had the thing mm-hmm. that he fucked up in. That's the only world that he messed up, but he doesn't know the one, the world oh, that, that it I was. Yeah, like, what?
1: Like, you think no you sense. remember,
3: right? You think you remember your one loss. Like, bro, what did you? like? Right, yeah, <laughs> that
0: was very, It's just
3: so stupid. Like, it, make, it would make more sense if it was like, oh, hey, now's the time because there's no one guarding it. it but, like, there was nobody guarding it after, for quite a while, you know?
1: Like, yeah, because all of humanity forgot all these old heroes and Atlanteans. Right, exactly.
3: So no, no, totally and then Superman's something. only like 20 years, maybe even 10 years or something. Five? <laughs> like, So you can't even claim it was his fault. It's just so dumb. It's just like, oh, well, I mean, I guess no, however old he is in the movie. So like t- 30s, right? So maybe 30 years if you're yeah, considering but him when he was a, a baby. Right, a blip. A blip in the... Hundreds of years theoretically of him being there, thousands or whatever. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's like the infuriating yeah, they part. Up, they did fuck up there one hundred um, percent. Because I mean, I noticed it right away. I was like, "That's bullshit." Like, who the fuck would forget the, the one loss As Earth, motherfucker? Get that shit on watch
1: <laughs> all the time. Like, <laughs> kidding? That's <you? I, laughs> an alarm system,
3: right? Right? Yeah, hmm. I don't know, but uh, I don't know. That's one one of those little issues. I, I but I do hope they, you know. Um, I do like they had some stuff in it. They didn't like touch too much subject on it because like, it's almost like a mystery who the hell this guy is. Only if you know anything about the universe do you know who Darkseid is. And then they're like, well, we barely know about the right. world itself. <laughs> Where are we going to know about the universe?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I would say that's one uh, not very good thing, at least from my recollection. <laughs> I haven't seen all the DC movies, but uh, they don't really seem to involve the rest of the world.
3: Well. The only one that does that, the one that crosses that bridges, is, is Green Lantern, because of the fact that there's a a Green Lantern core and they defend the universe <laughs> like they're defenders of the galaxy. <laughs> so like that's their job. Their job is to make they're like the police of the world, they have are the world of the, the universe. They're making sure that, you know, shit like that is doesn't go unwatched or un you know necessary. Obviously they can't control everything, but you know, they they try.
0: I'm right. surprised no, there wasn't meant, like, more
2: uh, Green Lantern in this one. More or any? I mean, they had like a small thing of him in the the beginning. Oh, in that and uh, first, the first one fight? The yeah, 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 on the flashback, yeah.
1: Yeah, it almost became like a Red Lantern when that bad guy picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> tried to pick up the ring or, or whatever to, it was.
3: Yeah, and everyone was like, nope, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> nope,ing out of <at> this one.
3: And out of this one.
1: No, I meant that there's a really big disconnection, the disconnected attitude with um. The rest of the world, meaning like the citizens, like the no, world.
3: I, I agree, but I, I think that's like there's the sad part about it is that the DC universe is still in the infancy. It's still in the beginning of the DC universe. We're still like, even though we have a big threat already, just like kind of like the Thanos threat that we have in Marvel. They're mm-hmm. still in the. They don't even have a Watchtower yet. Once they have a Watchtower, like, and they actually become the Justice League, not like you know hit hodgepodge right. things, that's right. when like, oh, hey, by the way, we have other problems, you know, and they, they, that's when they know that they can be infiltrated by other enemies um, besides Doomsday. There should be a lot of other enemies that should be coming in, but they haven't. It hasn't become that big of an issue yet. Um, I don't know if they're just sidestepping all of those for Doomsday.
0: I don't know. Oh. What can you say know. about
3: that yeah. one? I'm not, I'm not running the show over there, so. Right, right. Um, nor am I privy to conversations
0: right
1: Uh, there was something I was going to say man Uh, I think it went off my head but in the meantime uh, what did you guys think of uh, the action sequences in general did you want to stood out for you guys or did you um, feel for any of them like a oh man that's badass or "Mm, it's okay Um, anything like that jump out at you
2: it was an action movie technically I mean I did like uh kinda how how they finished off uh, Steppenwolf. Towards the very end though. That was nice.
1: Hmm. Remind me.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> I kinda forgot. How he kinda gets launched and uh Wonder Woman cuts his fucking head off and it just oh, falls yes. over to the other yes, dimension. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Through the portal.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was cool. That was cool. And I like how the I mean I like the, as far as these ultra bad guys are like I like how they're just so dismissive of the whole thing, like, okay, let's just go over there and get it ourselves. Um I didn't say that, but that's the intention, I'm guessing. Um uh another thing that's uh really bad about these movies, and they didn't really fix it, and you can't fix this. I don't know how. But Superman is OP.
2: Well yeah, he's Superman.
1: But more than <laughs> OP though, it's like his kind how- is OP. And he's the only one left. That's their issue. <laughs> right. Yeah, but even having one left is still too much, man. No. I... Um, okay. They were going to lose that battle without him, right? Most likely? Or at least it would have been a lot more tougher. I... Yeah. Right. Despite how ultra... Because they're all powerful. I mean, not Batman, right? But they're all really powerful. He's not. He's just rich and has gadgets and he's smart. Sure. All that works. But...
3: <laughs> Batman's got money, bro. That's literally Rob the power, biggest plot. power theory. has
1: nothing. Yeah. The
3: biggest flaw to this movie is Babbitt going like, "Yeah, I got money."
1: Like, yeah, well, one of the <laughs> one of the good funny lines that I like in the movie was uh, when he meets Mary Allen It's like, "What's your thing?" It's like, "I'm rich." Um, yeah, that was a nice, that was a cool line. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, so, I mean, Aquaman is no nothing to sneeze at. Wonder Woman is nothing to sneeze at either. But they're no, they couldn't beat this not low level, but like. Absconded lieutenant called Steppenwolf, and like they can't get him. And uh, Superman obviously fucking blindfolded could have done it. And I have a, I mean, it's a real problem when you're writing these things. How do you justify how can you make drama if he's gonna always dominate that way? And and if he can't dominate, then what's the point of having the other ones who are clearly gonna be way less at? You know, defeating an enemy if Superman's having a tough time. Like how do you there's a big chasm yeah. of difference, right? Like it's kind of annoying. Yeah. And it's it's gonna be problematic in the future. I right? I can well, it's,
3: it's Well, it's, I have a, I have a side question for you then. Yeah. Um since you bring up the big issue of course, which is as long as they have Superman and He's attending to the right things. I mean, yeah, he can't protect everything at the same time, right? So the damage is mm-hmm. still going to be done somewhere, right? You can't bring a million units out of nowhere and then expect them to still fight the main boss and then all the million units. Yeah, anyways, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what do you think of the flash forwards or the visions?
1: What the fuck was that?
3: So what what do you, I'm
1: the vision? What is,
3: what is it? Well, that's what I'm asking. What do, what do you think of those potential. Potential futures or whatever, where Superman is technically.
1: I think once I understand what that is, I can get an opinion. But let's just for now say it's a flash forward. It's gonna yeah. happen, right? It's just gonna happen. Yeah. If it is a flash forward to uh, dark times to come, um, I think that it kind of sucked. Kind of shows a too much and not enough. I don't know how it manages to do that, <laughs> but it does that. Yeah. It's hard to pull. It, no, you're right. It's hard to fuck up quite that badly <laughs> on the Yeah. But, but they do. They did. That. I don't know what the fuck the Joker's doing there. I don't know Laughing. why they let him. I don't know why He laughs terribly. I don't know why he. Um, it's not just. I'm not just saying he's not my Joker. I'm just saying he's not a very great Joker. Okay. That's all I'm saying.
2: I, don't, I think but, he redeemed himself a little bit from Suicide Squad. Right. Because he doesn't have a grill on his teeth. He wasn't even know,
1: in the Suicide Squad, was he? Yeah, he yeah, was. at the very end, he wasn't a flashback. No, oh. when they introduce uh, he, uh, oh, that's name? right, that's right, Harley Quinn. Yeah, they have this, uh, the worst fucking scene, and whatever, it doesn't matter, it's all bad, okay. Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is that they let him go on and on, talk about nonsense. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, <laughs> and obviously, which it goes along with Joker, but why spend a flash forward at the end of your four hour epic to give it to the Joker? You're giving it to him. Much like in the upcoming review of the college admission scandal, you're giving him undue prestige when you haven't deserved it. And um, it bugs the fuck out of me. So I did not like it, no. Hmm. But if it's an, if it's a vision, then Batman needs some fucking therapy. But whoever's fucking <laughs> having this dream... <laughs> if it's something where like he's trying to prevent that future from possible happening, meaning we're not actually going to see this future, but some, sh- some movie's going to explain... Some great thing that he or Batman probably has to do to make sure it doesn't happen, then that could be interesting. That's probably the better one, if that's just, if that's what if that's what they're doing with that flash forward. But since I don't know, I can't even enjoy it. So no. What do you guys think? I'm kind of excited because I want to
2: see like this, like what causes this, like the oh, like, he's teasing that. it, like hey. <laughs> He's what you're gonna get, you know. If you keep me in, kind of I mean, like, what? Yeah. Like, uh, what's this guy said? Like the injustice movie, kind of in a nutshell, where Superman goes evil. Right.
1: Oh my god. Well, he's too uh, chaotically good, right?
2: Superman, they harder.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, lawfully good. Whatever. We don't um, know no but, but no, I mean, no okay, remember lowest is the key. I mean you never know Superman in general like in life now I mean just these. Lane is the key <laughs> uh, oh my god oh, was another thing that bugged me they kept going back to Amy Adams like she's just like lying in beds walking in streets <laughs> and like what are you doing in the movie like hey, we know who she is but you don't have to come back to her um, what do you think of that fresh forward
3: <sighs> I mean I, I, I lean on like between both you guys here where I'm Interested, but at the same time, like I'm also lost with you. Is is it that? Is is this what it is? Is it A flash forward? Is it a vision? Is it a potential flash forward? I don't know what this is. You know,
1: um, are you showing me too much, and enough?
3: Right, right. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, so I, I'm curious. Uh, and uh, where is it? sorry? The I just don't I don't understand certain things where they say, but I, but at the same time, I know we got different ones than what we got before, right? I felt like there's a lot of parts of this movie where they did take out stuff from the original Justice League that we saw, um, including the flash forwards, and then they replaced them with different ones. Um, I just don't get, like, I, I feel like we didn't need so much of it, since we're not going to say so much also. You know what I'm saying? I felt like we got a lot, but a little, but why even get a lot if we weren't going to get enough to know anything about the future like right. it's, it's like you're and teasing I, us I, too I, much
1: and it looked like they were already setting up the next big thing which was dark side the fact that he's alive he's going to go to earth he found out that earth has the precious thing he wants right isn't that enough for the next movie or the next big ass threat I don't know what the deal is with this added other threat of a possible future if that's what they're even they're doing which we don't know um uh, it's is so unnecessary, right? Uh, and uh, and I get people. I mean, even, even if I were to love Jerry Leto's uh, everything with him and the Joker, I still would be rubbing off, rubbing against this movie, like uh, this ending. I mean, uh, it would still feel misplaced. Like I feel like this should be the tr- like that whole scene should be the next trailer. Like don't even explain anything. That should be a trailer for the one of the movies that sets that up. Like don't even don't put it in a movie. Just have that as a trailer. Just right. do something. You know? Right. Everyone will be like, Why is he wearing Sheriff's badges? You know? Like everyone <laughs> right? be asking Be much better received, I think. Um yeah. But that's uh that's my two cents on that, I think. And um I'm sure we could keep going on and on. But I can't think of anything else right now unless you guys want
2: to. I mean, even how they set it up, you 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 literally have uh what's his face? Uh Deathstroke and the Joker, like kind of on the same team oh, you got aquaman right. is missing and you have what's-her-face replacing him it's like you kind of want to know like what happened to the other guys yeah, that, why are they here <laughs> well, like come on man
1: uh, uh, i don't know we have to look at their hollywood deals like it's just <laughs> how many movies does jason momoa have <laughs> yeah go that way right um Oh, uh, you know what? You know what? One thing might redeem it. Won't redeem the movie because it's still a sucky scene at the end of a movie that's already too long. But like, one thing that could make that scene worthwhile is if they're not going to do this. This is not going to be true. But I'm just a what ifing here. Um, if uh, if this scene relates to a movie that's like literally ten years from now, could you know be saying? like like something way down the line. That they could actually tap into later. You know, like, have us forget about it. Have us not think about it. Like, it's, that could be a cool, like, not a stinger. Because, again, it's it's part of the movie before the credits. But it could be part of a really badass thing that could, like, seed in. And actually do some work along the way to make it worthwhile. You know? Um, That would be cool. But I got got a really strong feeling they're not going to do that. Because they haven't so far. You know, they haven't learned that lesson yet. Um, But maybe they do. Maybe they will. I don't know. That's the only thing that can, might redeem that scene in my viewpoint, but um, still doesn't belong in this movie. But yeah, no. Anything else you guys want to talk about?
2: No, can't <laughs> think of anything else. No, Rough?
3: Nah, not at the moment. No. Okay.
2: Go see it. Uh, it's redeemed itself.
1: But, and but barely. But yes.
3: No, it did.
2: way more. I, I can actually barely. tell you.
1: What...
2: Yeah. I can actually remember the plot of this one. I don't even remember what the other one was about. I,
1: I barely know this one. I mean, it's very simple. It's just revive Superman to defeat. But, uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: and this one, it's actually gather a team. And the first one, it's, do we revive Superman yet? Because we need him. In this one, it's right. get a team, and then it's revive Superman. That's the first half and the second half. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you one thing that that made uh, that I liked in both versions of uh, the shitty in this one is uh, the scene when uh, Superman is revived and he's like pissed and confused or whatever, oh, yeah. and that scene where the Flash goes to try to flank him and his eyes follow him. Yeah, that scene worked equal. I mean, it's the same scene, but it worked both times really well. Yeah, no, no, no,
3: it's it for sure that yeah, that's still like one of my that. favorite parts because you're like, and he's like, oh shit.
0: This guy, holy c- shit!
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's he's still faster, obviously, but he can catch up to the speed that he ha- he does. I think yeah, he just phases do- in
1: front of him, probably. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Pretty cool. Anyway, so that's it for our review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's on HBO Max currently and in theaters too, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know oh, if okay. it's in theaters actually. It might okay. be just I don't know HBO. if it's one of those deals like it's theaters and HBO because they have that whole Paramount deal, or whatever. But sure. whatever. Check it out, guys, if you're interested. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to review a documentary uh, called What Luke?
2: Ooh. Operation Varsity Blues. And? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a point. The whole title.
1: No, no, oh. no. I meant the whole title of the documentary. I'm just trying to make Operation Varsity
2: bit. Blues, the college's mission scandal. Thank you. Yes, what I know. It's not liberty. the shortest title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: Stay with us. All of our friends are only talking about one thing, and it's this story.
0: An FBI investigation called Operation Varsity Blues.
2: USC, UCLA. And Rick Singer.
0: The mastermind behind the entire operation. Is
2: there any risk that this thing blows up in my face? Hey, Rick. Hey there.
1: Is this a good time? Yeah, yeah, it's good for me. Rick, I had a question for you. It's just you and me. Is that kosher? Absolutely. I just wanted
2: you to walk me through the whole thing again and how it works help the wealthiest families in the U.S. get their kids into school. So I've done 761 what I would call side doors. The front door means getting in on your own. (laughs) So I've created this kind of side door in because my families want a guarantee. Reenactments drive this documentary investigating the mastermind behind a scam to sneak the kids of rich and famous families into top U.S. universities. Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal.
1: Yeah, yeah bitch.
2: So what did you guys think of this uh, fun little documentary? Does it make you hate the rich more? Uh,
1: who, who are you asking first? Is that how we're starting?
2: Yeah, in general. Who wants to answer first? Um. No, I mean,
1: no. It doesn't make it worse. I was. It was already pretty low. My opinion on what people can get away with with money, uh, meaning like cheating their way in. Um. Well, I mean, what bothers me more is the fact that they're taking the spots of people that actually deserve it. <laughs> you
0: know, that's right. what
1: bothers me. Actual people
2: who put actual
1: things. Right. If they can just add spots like with for money, that doesn't bother me as much as they're taking over spots, right? Because it's only a limited amount. There's only so much you can allow into your school, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it bothered me. <laughs> Look, uh, um, it wasn't like uh, fury. Like I had fury the whole movie, but man, we have got to give people that are like this. I'm talking about Rick Singer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we got to give people like this that are driven, motivated, all that stuff, and usually white. Um, we have to give them like something to do. Because when they're left alone, they cause, they wreak havoc. It just seems like there's a lot of these types of people and, uh, and articles and documentaries have come out over the years um, about their successful, shitty, you know, assholery companies. I'm like, man, you, you can be so creative to fool people and take their money and all this stuff. And, but you can't like devote that to, I don't know, something um better um anyway right. that's my general gist of the movie but yeah i mean the movie sold me on its premise and i was with it throughout um and i really dug the the dramatization uh tone uh theme whatever um yeah it totally won it won me over yeah it was it was a a, a better commander than i i mean going in blind i mean uh it it, it won me over
2: No, that's good yeah, I wasn't sure how, how I felt about the dramatization because it's like, oh, all right, everyone's going to be an actor here. and But I like that it's all pretty much uh, transcribed from uh, the phone calls. So these are some uh, authenticity to it. I'm sure they took a couple liberties since I can't, you know, they didn't hear the actual phone calls.
1: Yeah. Um, th- this has been done before. It's not like new, new um, in documentaries, but it's. Um... It's definitely a fun way to both be a movie and also be a doc, right, at the same time.
2: Um, <laughs> Get some low-level actors.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, if, uh, if anyone gets to watch that movie, Tread, that I've mentioned, I uh, made my mm-hmm. top 10, they do that a little bit. I mean, they do that throughout the movie in the sense of this monologuing, for, uh, like a real-life voice of the person that they're talking about. But since most of the movie is dramatized, uh, dramatized, whatever, um, you know, they have to like just superimpose the real voice over the
2: make-believe picture, right? So mm-hmm. similar to that. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just listening to like a you know guy's audio with a black screen, <laughs> or maybe they'll throw in a wavelength.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. What did you think, Ralph?
1: Um,
3: I mean, I don't know. None of it was really surprising. I don't know. I mean.
1: (laughs) Have you read about it?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know all about it. But I just like, didn't we all know this was happening already? Like, I thought this, I thought like (laughs) everybody knew this, you know, I guess maybe not the side door. Quotations. Yeah,
2: everyone knows about the back door. Simpsons made fun of it. Uh, right. I
3: mean, because in the end, those are people basically literally, they're not, I don't think they're taking up a slot. They're just paying to get in, right? Just, you're just, um, you're basically saying, I'm paying enough to so there be another slot, you know? Uh, and you're like, sure. Yeah, whatever. I got a new West Wing, I guess. <laughs> Um didn't <laughs> name that, it whatever uh, the hell you want
1: Kate, something that actress uh from almost famous didn't she go to Harvard
2: that way?
3: I think so, but like this is the back door right that's the that's right. the, between the school and them right right yeah. I donate right. so
2: much money you might accept my child then
3: right like all guarantee. of a all, all of a sudden you have ten times more dorm space that's crazy right. you know like um or whatever the case is, but yeah, I don't know, I just felt like i I, I knew there had to be some other Crazy thing. Like, why does. I mean, it's just, it's like human nature. I just always assumed something like this was happening. Coming out, I guess, I mean, was I mad about it? No, it was just like, yeah, okay. That sucks. That sucks that it's actually true, I guess, but like, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's shitty, yeah, that these people are taking up spots, uh, especially for like, could you imagine being somebody who's like, you know what, I might be able to get into rowing because uh, I specialized in it. I'm not the greatest, but you know what, I think you can get into USC for rowing. That'd be great. Um, I'm not in the first spot, but maybe I can move up to the first spot. And they're like, nah, bro, we're not going to take you because we're getting, um, you know, Joe Schmo over here who paid, who actually had money. Oh, you know,
1: Joseph Schmo from the Schmo clan. From
3: the Schmo clan. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the frustrating part of course. Um, because you know, it was literally like you pick, it was smart. I mean, when you watch like all the stuff that this Rick guy did, um, Rick Singer, who I mean That's what I'm who literally saying. made these like cool connections with these people and um and yeah I mean it was just it was just like you know super smart how we got around through it. Uh, but yeah you are right. I don't I, I don't know what that outlet would be for these people. <laughs> scared, but, like,
2: <laughs> you gotta watch out for the highly motivated people. Dude highly motivated people they don't gotta get, and like, skit, man. They gotta get they gotta get like <laughs> they got to get I seen mean, by somebody seen and Wolf be like, you know what?
1: Let's bring you man. in.
2: We're gonna have
3: you put. We're gonna be brought in to run this thing instead.
1: You know, like just, right here. Uh, work on this thing called curing cancer. Here,
3: well, it's not just highly motivated because it's highly motivated and obviously has has a skill in something. And this guy had a skill in selling. You know. Yeah. Right. Like, that's what it was. It's just he did a great job at that. Um, yeah. I, what what was crazy? What was more crazy to me was uh, just how like how open. Everybody was about it in like conversations. I would never want to have a phone call, com- phone conversation about any of this. <laughs> oh no wait, right. not talking about and, any and, details. In fact,
1: my favorite right. part of the movie—I mean, the one that the part of the movie that tickled me more than more the than lawyer? the rest. Uh, no, the lawyer, yeah, a little bit. No, no lie, that lawyer. But um, was the part where I think one of the FBI guys, or maybe a, a lawyer. Uh, for one of the clients said that um if this was a uh, an actual criminal organization, they would have never been on the phone for longer than thirty seconds. <laughs> and never have said and would have immediately sussed out that this motherfucker is trying to rat them out, you know? Right. And right. like and the fact that these people, these rich people, don't know what really they're not even good at white collar criminal like, you know, they're not even, <laughs> you know like Dumbasses! asses, everyone speaking on the phone and shit.
3: Yeah, what's also frustrating is like some of the things was like uh, a couple of the instances that we saw with was the, um, what's the girl's name? What's the famous one? The one from Full House? That, oh, that Felicity family? Huffman? Sure, no. whatever her name is. Oh, I, don't I don't know what Anyways, the her. Full House and it threw me off. Sure, Full House girl. Her daughter was keep- like, I don't even want to go to school. So why is that there? Like, who gives a oh shit? Oh my god, right, right. She's already making money on the side. Like, she's literally already has. Like, st- a right. YouTube channel. She's making money off of. She's making money off of this Sephora thing that she's got. Like, what's the big deal? Like, just have her go <laughs> through that.
2: Like, Future proofing. Eventually, like, you're no, not going to be an influencer. Adv- no, <laughs> not man, a real I mean, job.
3: No, that's fine. But like, okay, just instead, why don't you have her like have someone a financial advisor teach her something instead? You know, like fucking something yeah, else. Teach
1: her how to use to make that money stay. You know, big.
0: Or
3: have that right. Have that money work for her or something. Ah, anything else? Like, it's just like yeah, that's, that's the kind funny. of dumb shit. That's, and then same means- thing with the one girl was like. Oh, well, she's smart enough to do the test on her own. Then let her fucking take the test on her own. And then if, like, I just, like, shit like that, it, like, pissed me off.
1: Yeah, I know. The, the YouTube thing pissed me off probably the most. Yeah,
0: that, um, that one for sure.
1: Because it just doesn't make any sense to me. She has no interest in it, clearly. She's not driven academically. Um, she makes, like, fuck money that even if you study for 12 years, you may not get it. It's not like, I mean, a lot of people go to college for a good living. Not necessarily right. for a passion, you know, like we, like we see in movies. Sometimes for both. It's great. But, like, often it's one or the other. And, but it's one or the other. She's already making money. and She doesn't care at the, academically. Why the fuck is she going to school? It's for the parents' sake.
2: They want to be like, oh, my child's and, going to Harvard. And I yeah, feel like the, I'm going to Harvard. I would be like, my child makes no, million million for putting makeup on the other Right? Day. How would I mean, that? what did not your
3: child a... do? Oh, did you put yourself in debt for them? Oh, right. man,
1: that sucks. Right? Right, it boggles me for sure. You
3: know, my kid, my kid treated me to an all expenses paid vacation on my birthday. What did yours do?
0: Yeah, okay.
3: You know, sh- I mean, it. I don't know. Like that stuff frustrated me. Like that. That's the little things that like bothered the shit out of me for sure. That I was like, you deserve to whatever the fuck they're going to give you. Like, and then some. Oh, they was like, got off easy. Oh, no, of course it did. Of course it did. They got off easy as fuck. I read. The they thing. got off.
1: Wait, three was so weeks statement. was the slow- Was the lowest sentence I read it. Right. Mm-hmm. Three weeks. That's a big. No, weeks?
3: fourteen days. Fourteen days is one of
1: them. Fourteen days. Oh man, man,
3: it was that one lady. Was fourteen
1: days. Others didn't even show what the actual son, like what the if there was any time, they just said pleaded guilty and they said nothing.
2: Right? About. Maybe. Well, they pleaded guilty, but they haven't maybe been uh, sentenced it Yet. yet yeah.
1: I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's but,
2: true. I mean, I do have the thing though. Like, if you're a parent, though, you kind of want the best for your kids, though, right?
3: No, of course you do. But like, I don't know. At the same time, yeah, I get, of course you want the best for your kids, but like, it's I don't know. At the yeah, there, if you can afford it at that point, then afford play the back entrance. <laughs> like, yeah. is what it is. You're not but, sorry. You're not a multi millionaire or like super. Well, millionaire? they're
1: not in the one percent. of the one oh, percent. They're in the one percent, but not the one percent. Right. <laughs> right I, don't... I mean, twenty million dollars. Like, it's insane. Is this all like a very broken ass motherfucking? It is. It's not even percent. a system because it's all under the. A school could be different. Like a, a Cornell could act differently than Harvard or whatever. Yeah. They don't because the top 10 probably all competing for the same thing. So they probably act the same with these donations. But like the bottom 50 or whatever, they're still very good fucking schools. Probably, you know, act variations of. It's, there's no real laws in place. It's just uh, at their behest, you know? Um, right.
2: Well, yeah. what I think was crazy is that how they. I, the one thing I didn't know is how they uh, rank the schools. For that whole prestige thing,
1: which apparently means deceive
2: it, or something. Oh yeah, I
1: the mean, fucking French are just fucking with us. I'm telling yeah.
2: you, it's just bullshit. It's oh, it's how hard their admissions are is how more prestigious they are. Like that's that's I did not know that. I thought it was going to be based off like, you know, what the alumni goes on to do. You know, oh, like, oh the more people go through like hard actual yeah. merit. You mean actual yeah, merit. actual Thank merit, you, right?
3: No. <laughs> no that- the issue is also is that you do make – the the biggest thing is that no one will talk to about about going to the schools is that since the elite go there, and if you are not elite and you make friends with the elite, then you have a better – it's just like knowing somebody. Then you get it's that promotion. Networking. Then you get that job. It's not working. Yeah, 100%. That's the difference also. It's like a super private school, super private club for not only the smart, but for the rich, and hopefully they come out smart. Like I mean yeah
1: right, and all that is tied to this prestige factor, which is the equivalent of like um picking a teacher based on the way their hair looks, you know, um right. it's not like it's not substantial, but the fact that we all like put in that bad will right into that kind of thinking makes it substantial, right. uh, unnecessarily unfairly, um. And full of corruption, as we see, especially from coaches and shit. Like um uh, yeah, and this this yeah, I mean it's it's very don't be wrong, I like you know, I like the whole like, you know, the one person's fucking up, here's this movie about it, and then here's them getting convicted and getting very little time. Um but like it is also kind of like it's like one of those things where like I knew was happening even if I didn't know. Right, that's, and uh, I don't at. know if that's sadder or if that's... No, let
3: them uh, piss away their. Mo- I don't know the way I see it is like it, it does. It's shitty because it's taking up those spots, right? But at the same time, they want to piss away money. Let them piss away money. Fuck them.
2: Like,
1: oh yeah, I, I, yeah.
2: I don't feel bad. I'm losing money. Or anything.
3: I hope their kid flugs out. Like what the fuck.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Become. I mean, Zuckerberg technically never graduated.
3: Yeah, a lot look, of these, look at him now. <laughs> right, look at him now. <laughs> a lot of these people never graduated or didn't even go.
1: So, right, right, right. Yeah, um, you know, my favorite part of the movie is actually the opening. Um, I mean, my favorite part—I like, I think it's like the best part because the way it sets it up for you, it does this thing where it shows um, kids uh, getting and trying to get into college, their their dream college, and they're waiting oh, yeah. for their email that says whether or not they got in, right? Right, and uh, and it's full of happiness, and then throughout the the the, the movie you see other examples of it failing and then there are little testimonials here and there like little sound bites and it really puts it in that perspective where like these are the spots that were you know taken over by these people with money essentially mm-hmm. and uh it's uh it's a little heartbreaking yeah it's a little heartbreaking and I, and I've never understood that pressure personally about people like the the college stream, the Putting all that pressure on you and the kid and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I was pressured. I mean, we were rough when we were younger. Yeah, of course. But, like, I definitely have no memories right now of it. And I don't remember feeling that bad about it back then. But that's me. Um, And I definitely wasn't expected to go to Harvard. Right. Right, The other top (laughs) Ivy League schools. Even my biggest aspirations in the highest form of my education and, like, the way I was, like, leaning towards would never... I would like. Well, I would never need to go to Harvard. That's overkill. I don't need that at all. I <laughs> was just like a four year thing here. Um, anyway, um, but uh, but so look, look. Did you know much about this before you picked this movie, or did you know nothing about it? Or
2: uh, I just knew that some people got arrested for it. Uh, you know, was it like last year, or something, or two years ago? Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I knew that they were kind of paying to get their kids into these schools somehow. I did not know, like the actual details or who was involved, aside from like the some of the famous actress, and that's about it. So, right on. Um.
1: Yeah. Um. Do we like the the dramatization, like the way it chooses to show it? I think it was fine. You know the the guy who plays Rick Singer, the actor. Uh huh. Seen him in things before. I feel like I know him. He's, like, not entirely unknown. They usually pick complete unknowns, but for me, he's not entirely unknown. Who? Um, Matthew Modine. Is you that... Private oh. Joker? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. He looks so much older. That's yeah. who he was. <laughs> well, I was trying to think the whole time, like, where do I know this guy from? I didn't look it up because I was just trying to, like, whatever, watch the movie. But, um, man, I was, like, thinking, like, why do I know this
2: guy? He's look, man, he's driving me nuts. Because he, he almost looks like a different actor. He was also in Sicario, day of the Soldado. Your favorite <laughs> one.
1: I don't know why would you <laughs> no one believes you. It's not funny only in your head I
2: know. yeah, um any any uh, I Although, any oh and I, I yeah. gotta give it up to that one guy though that was like when he was trying to get him like to confess, and he was just like, thank you for you know he's like, I just used you for your you know uh tutoring services and your things yeah. he's like whatever yeah, you did button, is, is what you did, okay. I had nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah, he still got busted though. Yeah,
2: yeah. while everyone else was like, "Oh yes, yeah, whatever."
1: I mean, right. that's that's true though. Why? Do you he was when at he least... man in that parking garage with a bag full of money?
3: <laughs> right, right. At least he was <laughs> smart enough to say something oh, yeah. like that. Though, like, right. G- like everybody else was like, "Wait, why are you calling me for that?" Like, I would be like, "The fuck do I care?" I'll be like, "All right, bye. Have a good day."
2: Like, what are you talking about, dude? I just had you tutor my kid and help out with college stuff. What are you talking about?
1: All right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Ah, uh, kind of reminds me also of that movie, also about education. I think it's called Bad Education. Remember, guys, with oh, Pete yes. Jackman.
2: Oh, Yeah. Stealing um, all that money.
1: Stealing all that money. That's that for high the school plastic surgery.
2: For for and for like His having apartment? a secret
1: home apartment, like an <laughs> yeah. expensive ass. Well, yeah. All that shit. Um, that was a good movie, um, but that was like a micro version, right? Because it's just in one place. Um, yeah. This is. Uh, I I like where okay. Here's here's my question for you guys on this topic, um, and everything in the movie. What what is uh the
2: first solution to this? What is the first problem to deal with? You think? Um, well, honestly, I think the colleges are way to blame here because they obviously know who Rick was. Because if this guy is gonna be donating, quote unquote, donating money to your you know various sports programs and things like that, you're gonna know who he is. And these colleges are so fucking hung up for money and, you know, these fundraising things for all these programs. It, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree with that one. Roth, uh, uh, do you feel like the same... Like, that's the first thing to, <sighs> to deal with in this situation?
3: Well, why... Of, course, I mean, yeah. I went to the colleges. has a lot to do with it. But the problem with the colleges is that just... It's the people in the colleges also, like, it's not just the, it's not the, it's not the college itself, like the, the CEO and only him, you know, I like guess, or whoever the hell is running it, the, the dean is not even the dean, because it's somebody else, that's just the guy who's in charge of students. Um, it's it's the faculty, the faculty, are the ones who are, like, trying to pocket side money, because they're, why can't I get in on this, all these people donating 10 to 20 million dollars to get their kids in? Maybe it doesn't happen every year, but it happens every so often, Right. And who's making all that money? Where is it going? Is it coming back to us? They're probably not coming straight back to them, right? Um, so, like, or yeah, maybe it makes a building. Okay, I, I, okay, sure, that's fine. But like, I get why. I mean, they probably the, the stand the stand of the people were like, oh well, I want to make money off of this too. Why can't I make something? Even if it's if I'm getting twenty thousand dollars, or the one was was getting two thousand right, two thousand a month, or two. No, that was the guy who was doing the tests. Um, like twenty thousand dollars or whatever per student that I live like because like I'm getting extra money. I don't know. That's maybe, the, the, maybe the colleges should see that. I don't know. Maybe are we underpaying our staff when they don't bring in people or something? Or I don't know. What what, what are we not doing something? But it does start with the college. I mean, so there has to be like an overseer of the colleges. But there, there is no person besides the government checking the IRS. You know, doing gov- doing tax stuff.
1: Yeah, like yeah, you tapped into what I was gone with. I think it needs uh, government oversight.
3: <laughs> right. Well, it's not government oversight. It doesn't need. It doesn't need government oversight. I don't want government in everything, well, right? and everything. Right. I don't want I that there and everything. But what
1: else could it be? I mean, well,
3: no. I mean, it can be, could be it could be civilian oversight. It just has to be some type of oversight, though. You know, like a, a nonprofit group or something. You know, it could be something to that extent. It's just, ha- there has to be some kind of something, somebody looking into things besides somebody who's going like, hey, I noticed in the IRS that someone fucked up a number for once, you know, because they have people yeah. who knows how to cook the books or cook I mean, everything. So. Right.
1: Well, someone that won't benefit from the school's right. success, really. Um, yes, that's it's the, real the, it's the real thing. Uh, but I, it's kind of like a health inspector for schools. Um, that's Every state's different, but in general, it's always required. Um. Uh, and, but I, I would have got also with uh, maybe like a, a a different way to standardize oh, not standardize, that's, that's not the right word a, a different way to, you know, give merit to these schools I mean, this prestige thing is such an a uh, weird thing in general, like it should be maybe this is where like, maybe this is where I would prefer more of a governmental influence where yeah. like they have uh, a criteria that well, has to but the problem I, um, is, is
3: that yeah. now you have to get into the part where who runs the people who makes the stuff about the prestige thing? Who does that? And it's all these people who probably went to these schools anyway. And they want to make their schools look better. And they want to make whatever the case they're doing for their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like a big me- e- snake eating itself kind of thing.
1: Well, it seems uh, to me that like if, you, if you develop a system that, you know, uh, uh, bases a, a, a college success based on, like, the teachers it has and, and their background and the success in the student rate and maybe their feedback or combination of these things, right, um, if you make a good version of that or uh, uh, you do a good job of that and obviously implementing it and, and showing it to the public or having it available to the public every year, every quarterly, whatever people do. Um, yeah. I think it will, I mean, with time, mind you, it will phase out this other type of prestige stuff because it seems like they're too. I mean, uh, you can't just, cause it's all legal. It's not like it's illegal. So like, you know, the only way to stop it is by showing them some, showing the public something better so mm-hmm. that, you know, eventually people will go with the stats that they can actually achieve if, especially not if, but most people don't have the money. So like for those people, they would go with that. They would be like, oh, no, we should totally go to Cornell instead of these other whatever, you know, um, because of these reasons, not because this website tells me that's prestigious, you know. Like, I think it will eventually phase out those kind of bad influences. Uh, yeah. But who knows? Who knows, right? Um, but I think something like what we're talking about might be a
2: better answer. But, yeah, this fucking movie, man, it made me angry, angry. Well, I have, like, two solutions. One for getting these kids in the side door. Why is no one questioning, like, hey, you got all these, like, you know, water polo players coming in every year, and they never actually play water polo? That's a big red flag because mm-hmm. they're recommending, oh yeah, uh, this guy's like an all-state, all you know, you know, athlete, yet he not, he got here, you know, through mm-hmm. water polo and he doesn't right. fucking play. And the second one is to kind of get rid of all these, uh, you know, like backdoor things, mm-hmm. anonymize the uh, candidates. So if I applied to a college. I fill out my application, right? Then I'm giving like uh, like a, a generic user number, right? And the only thing that, you know, people doing admissions will ever see is my user number and my like stuff. This is where I went to school. This is what I accomplished. They don't know who I am. If I'm black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they, don't, they, don't, they might not even know if I'm a male, female, trans or whatever. They just see my number and they say, hey, this person looks good. Dump it into the school. Let's bring him in.
0: Right.
2: Definitely, yeah. you don't know if it's going to be someone rich and famous or whatever. It's purely based on merit, right?
1: I mean, that's how academics is. I mean, I mean, you know, now we're gonna, we're almost branching into like, right. That's a whole different <laughs> problems yeah, of academia, <laughs> but like, but yeah, you know, seven problems at a time. My point. But for sure, that one guy
3: who got screwed by the school, who the school knew who he was, right, yeah. and they were like, I get. From his perspective, he was kind of naive. Also, for not asking any questions, the one guy who like, wait, what? I didn't say anything, right? Like I didn't, I, I wasn't taking money because he kept throwing it right back into the the school, right? Because it was funding, right? It was donations. That's yeah. that's how he saw it, right? Like he was like, "I'm going to bring you prospects. I'm going to get like, basically saying, I mean, the way I saw that was in like from his perspective, right? Was he's looking at it like, uh, "I'm bringing in people." Uh, this guy's bringing me people to look at their review. Maybe they wouldn't have come across my table, and I'm gonna look at them. Doesn't mean I'm gonna get them. And that's what he's paying me for, right? He's paying me for these people to get on there. And if he wants to, that's a donation. That, that sure, whatever. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I, you, they want me to bring donate. They don't donators in. If this guy's giving me a hundred thousand dollars, I'll just throw it back into the donation pool. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't give a fuck matter. That's literally how unim. Like unimportant it was to him. That's from like that's how I saw it from his perspective. I don't know how you guys saw it for that guy, the coach, um, because that's how I that's how I felt like he was kind of like interpreting it.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe because yeah. in the
3: end, he's not the one making the decisions of who gets on there. He can say, "Yeah, this guy, uh, sure, this guy sounds great," but also if the whole resume or the whole. Freaking application is a lie. Then, if he looks good on paper, and the guy's just applying to try to be on the team, right? But coming in through that way,
1: and then he give know, the money to the school.
3: Yeah, he gave all the money to the school. Right, all of it. Right, he didn't pocket Plus, Yeah, it. he never pocketed any of it. That was the reason why he didn't get like super screwed.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, somebody's cool, I know that uh, some coaches live on the premises of. That makes sense. The college. Oh yeah. Um. But I guess you know, it makes sense. Lost I don't know. Everything. About. Huh.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about this life. I never went to this kind of place ever in my life. Um, universities and stuff. So, okay. Um, but that's, uh, I think, uh, well, that's all I got on the movie. Anyone else want to add anything?
2: Uh, uh, no. No. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, that is our, our review for, oh my God, it's a long title. Operation Varsity Blues, the something. something. College
3: Admissions Scam. Thank you
1: thank you <laughs> I was just trying to think off the top of my head what do I know this title um, alright so we're going to take another break here and then when we come back we're going to review uh, our last movie which is part of a marathon and it's part of Luke's marathon and it's yep. called what Luke? Match point. god damn right stay with us
0: what did I walk into?
1: it's like this
2: right.
3: please
1: You have to lean in and
2: hit through the ball.
0: I was doing just fine until you showed up. Ah, story of my life. So tell me,
3: what's a beautiful young American ping-pong player doing mingling amongst the British upper class?
0: Did anyone ever tell you you play a very aggressive game?
3: Did anyone ever tell you, you very sensual lips?
0: Extremely aggressive.
3: I'm naturally competitive. Is it off-putting?
0: I'll have to think about that for a while.
2: <laughs> ah, there you are. I wanted to introduce you to Chris Wilton. Chris Wilton, this is Nola Rice, my fiance. Ah.
0: Uh-huh. So you're the tennis pro? I oh,
2: am. done. My
0: pleasure. He was trying to have his way with me over the table. Oh, really? Yeah, well, you better watch out for this one. He's made a living out of hustling. I'll be ready for you next time.
2: At a turning point in his life, a former tennis pro falls for an actress who happens to be dating his friend and soon-to-be brother-in-law. Match point. Yeah, that's a pretty good, a good old, uh <laughs> What was the pause for? <laughs> but good old Woody Allen, starring. Did Star he? Uh, did he direct this one? Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, did he write this one too? Though I don't
2: know if he wrote. It. Uh, I'm pretty sure
0: oh, he usually
3: writes. He did. I just wanted to see if he was ready at all to answer these
1: questions. I, I don't. I don't think he's ever not written right his own stuff.
3: I think early movies, maybe not. Okay. No, actually, I think when he became a director, he exclusively wrote and directed is also <laughs>
1: right that's what I'm saying
3: <laughs> yeah. right sorry maybe early writing he didn't direct but yeah that sounds more
1: right. uh, so, uh, real quick uh, before uh, before the movie proper uh, Luke give you a thing about what this uh, just in case this marathon is for you and what this entry is about in this marathon that you have
2: Oh, right. The reason we're reviewing this. Uh, so I chose three movies that I liked and two movies that I didn't like from the like early 2000s when I started getting you know into watching movies. Uh-huh. And I'm going back to review. I'm going to see, if, like, do they still hold up? Do I still like it to this day? Or do I still think it's a flaming pile of shit? Wow. Matchwood was one of the ones I liked back then. Hmm. Okay. And that was 2004? Right? 2005. 2005. Well, see, no, it says U.S. date was January 2006.
1: Oh, it must so. have been one of those, like, late in the year for Oscar contention and didn't come out until theaters. And...
2: Yeah, because it had, like, some, uh, like, late December 2005 was, like,
1: L.A. and New York and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Got it.
3: But this movie, they watched one of the movies that I picked, though.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes, uh, oh, right, yes. a little meta you there. Noticed that, yep. Yeah, yeah screw her. Let's go watch the motorcycle diaries.
0: Right? That's right. <laughs> that's what they say, right? <laughs> Yeah,
3: that's what they say.
1: So, as your show, Luke, uh, what do you <laughs> think of it?
2: Did you like that stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it multiple times. I think I saw it more when I first saw it. It's been a while since I've last seen it, but, uh, yeah, no, I think it still holds up. I think it's still really good. Um, I did focus more on the acting, and I think... Uh, Uh, what's his uh, Jonathan rise Myers, whatever Uh, the guy who plays Chris yeah whatever. Uh, He's uh, I really enjoyed his acting, like how he like kind of like his whole development of who he kind of becomes from just like, you know, an ex pro uh, tennis player who's teaching people to like this corporate guy, you know, having this uh, side piece and, you know, trying to keep it all together.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So it still work for you. You know, uh uh so strange to like a Woody Allen movie these days because he's so toxic to a lot of people. He's what? He's very toxic to a lot of people. His like invoking Woody Allen. Uh. Um for obvious reasons. Right now there's literally a documentary is it a miniseries, I think, on HBO, right? About about him and Mia Farrow. Um Is there? Yeah, it's called uh I think it's called Alan and Mia, or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, Mia versus Pharaoh, or, or Alan versus Mia, or something like that. I don't remember something like that. Some cutesy title. It's about their history, uh, and it's yeah, it doesn't show him really well. I mean, it's hard because history does not like Woody Allen these days. Um, <laughs> but man, it, uh, yeah, this movie, I think, is still just as good as it was back then. Mm-hmm. Agreed with you on that one, Luke. Anything? Besides, well, I guess I'll let you say however you want to. I don't know if you have like a specific spiel about the movie or not. So, sorry, go ahead.
2: All right. um... Yeah. just wrote it in the chat so you guys can see. I don't know. I can barely make out Oscar now. Who's accent?
1: Are we stopping this? Uh, uh, again. Bob, can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Can you hear me? You don't get definitely.
1: that weird fading in and out. Can you hear me just as well as before?
3: Uh, uh, no, I, I got a little like uh, disor- distortion, but it was minute, and then it just only happened for a little bit of the session.
2: Yeah, because before it was fine and it all started popping up again. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again. So what were you asking me again?
1: No, I was gonna. I was gonna. Uh, I don't know. I started to. I was gonna start asking questions. I was like, "Oh well, I'll just let you say you think first, if you want." I mean, I don't know if you have a specific thing I said, but uh, yeah,
2: see, it's starting up again as you talk more.
1: No, I'm just like kind of more muttering than I am. You know, speaking so you clearly. hear it, Ralph? I
3: don't know, but what he what he's saying, Oscar, is that you're getting like uh, you're becoming robotic in your voice, like uh, distorted.
1: Okay. Well,
2: I don't hear anything different. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. You can't hear it, but it's it's how we hear you, and sometimes you can't even understand it. Because sometimes it it also fades sometimes. Well, okay. Should I stop this? Mm, No, we already got too much in, so I just gotta keep going. Not really.
1: I mean, we're 13 minutes in, but we spent like 10 minutes just you know, I'm not talking about it.
2: Nah, I don't want to redo it.
1: <laughs> what, the short-ass synopsis? Alright, just go uh, ahead. Just, just, no, that's fine. I mean, it's fine. Uh. It's fine. Like, just go ahead. Just say something. Something. About the movie. <laughs> no.
2: Alright, so match point. One of the... Uh... Best things about this movie, aside from Scarlett Johansson, was probably my discovery of Scarlett Johansson.
3: This is your discovery movie.
2: I don't know. This is, I think, where I finally like really noticed noticed her. <laughs> you don't say. Back in say. like two thousand. What? You don't say. <laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> before that, I think. Uh, well, she was in like what uh, Lost in Translation, but I don't think I saw that back then. I think I saw that after uh, this one. So. You never saw. Oh, I didn't know. Ghost World. No, to this day I still haven't seen it. <sighs> okay. What? That's okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess she was on Entourage in two thousand and four, but I don't think I watched Entourage until like the later seasons. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and I've seen it. I was just looking. I was just looking up like some of the stuff that she was in, you know, before that. So. Back to uh, back to Matchpoint, though. Um, I don't know. Did you guys, uh, aside from Scarlett Johansson, I really don't know any of the other actors like at all. You don't know Brian Cox? Really? No. He plays like, Commander A. A. Stryker in the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, not someone that's really... Penelope Wilson? You don't know her? Uh, no. Okay. They're, they're, I don't know. The people that don't really stand out to me, so...
1: Uh, yeah, it is interesting. Brian Cox is uh It's
2: 'cause
1: it's 'cause they're all British, that's why I was
2: probably, I wasn't gonna say that, but I'm <laughs> saying British
3: You uncultured swine.
1: Right.
2: I'm sorry, British cinema is not my thing.
1: But it's not even that. It's like it's the same language. It's not like that much uncultured, you know? Um
2: Right. That's the worst
1: part. Brian Cox <laughs> was in Rushmore, he was in like uh, tons of things, bro. Um yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's a stage actor, like he started that way or does it well, still or something.
2: He doesn't have a, like a Steve Buscemi face, you know, like you can <laughs> see that guy. He does have a pretty, I don't know, I think he's
1: a recognizable Yeah, actor. I
3: think he's got a pretty recognizable, yeah.
1: He's King Ab- Agamemnon in the in the Troy movie with Brad Pitt and Troy.
2: Dude, I, think, I don't think I even saw that one. Yeah,
1: you did. Come on. We all made fun of that movie. Come on. You, were, you wouldn't see it? I can't believe it. I don't know. I don't
3: know. Yeah. I mean, uh, also, Emily Mortimer, I've seen her in a bunch of things, like not a and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. All those British movies. Like, she's and in,
1: other like, Woody all Allen movies too. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah.
3: And then I also know Jonathan Rhys-Meyer also.
1: Yeah. Jonathan Rhys-Meyer is a, is a weirder one. He has a very, <laughs> the, very striking. The tutor
3: is this, but I know him. Oh yeah. His eyes 100%. That look he gives, like, I give no fuck about you.
1: Right. You. Oh, you can have that look. Um, I, I remember him from Mission Impossible three, um, oh, cool. probably like his. That's the most, and this one, and Match
2: Point, of course. But then he I don't remember any Mission Impossible aside from two.
1: <laughs> you don't even remember two. That's the worst part.
2: Yeah, the that's, Chimera virus. So okay? he knows.
1: Yeah, he has no idea what it is. He has no idea what he it does, does nothing, either. All about the movie. Um, it is the part, right, right, to like. and um, so uh, you know what strike what. what uh, what surprised me about this movie, and I don't remember exactly right at the time of Match Point, I could look up at the at Woody Allen's movies around that time, but I'm pretty sure this was like one of the first times, at least, where I said like, "Wow, uh, Woody, Allen, Woody Allen's doing a, a movie not in New York." Yeah, you know but he
3: still loves bridges.
1: <laughs> yes, um... he does. He <laughs> <say> he does. <laughs> I'm sorry,
3: it's just true. Uh, yeah, around that time he does he does scoop after that. Um, Melinda, Melinda.
2: Um what was is that one? He exclusively started doing them, and like
3: Melinda, Melinda, Melinda? before that. Hollywood Ending is before that. That's the other one.
1: Oh, that's in LA, I guess, uh, right? Uh, yeah. uh, hold on. Let me give me a second.
3: Um, where am I? Shit, he's got too many movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything else? He does anything else? Uh, before oh, that, yeah, that the kinda... Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Remember the Curse of the Jade Scorpion? Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, small time crooks. But then after that, is the nineties, all early two thousands. Um, but yeah, right after that is Scoop. I think I think Match Point is the, or is it Melinda? Melinda, that this first movie is outside of, outside of what's it called, New York. Huh.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, I know that he like he just you first went out of the state, and then he went out of the country.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> what what Hold do you guys uh, think uh, is I... his specialty? What? Woody Allen.
2: It and can you repeat that?
1: Yeah. Oh uh, what, what is Woody Allen get
2: really good at? Directing and writing. That's <laughs> what he does. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: I mean like uh, for example, like um do you see him as a uh, I guess I mean, my point is that he he was known before the by, by the '90s. Let's say he was known mainly as a, a comedy guy. Like he wrote a lot of rom coms, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, basically rom coms, and then he he dished the com and did a lot of roms. You know, where like it was different types: drama, romantics. This one is more like a, yeah, uh, an affair, right? So, but still romantic and sexy and then uh he did this whole bit in the 2000s starting not starting with match point but like one of them and uh it seems to me like he really likes relationship stuff like fucking them uh, up yeah
0: i was gonna
3: say that it's relationships clearly yeah. but he also likes to make um i i think he also focuses a lot more on, on the actress over the actor not to say that the actor isn't there but the i think the, it's always he's so he always picks a. I would say a good actress uh, uh, role, like they have a better role than other relations. You know what I'm saying? It's not like your typical roles for them that they have.
1: I don't know. At least that's how I see it. Would you call it in here too? Like in Match Point? Do you think he focuses? I mean, it's, it's about the main actor is. I mean, the main character is a dude. Mm-hmm. And this is like a replay of uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Has anyone seen that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Have you seen it, Ralph?
3: Uh, I, I can't. I can't remember if I have. I think I have. I'm not too sure.
1: Crimes and Misdemeanors. Um, I know we haven't gotten to the plot of this movie yet, but I guess I'm going to do that now. Crimes and Misdemeanors is uh, It's essentially this story, but it's uh, it's told in conjunction or juxtaposed or parallel to uh Woody Allen's character in the story. Right? It's two different character two different male characters having uh. two different types of relationships. And one of them is an illicit affair and it does end up in him like getting her killed to protect his like his future, his you know, from his wife and all that. Except that then the, the, but match point is more focused. It's just about that. And he does a deed himself. No wait. No, I think he does the deed himself too in Crimes and Misdemeanors. But either way, it's not like a part. It's not like a B story. You know what I mean? It's not like, uh, you know, what I mean, it's entirely that the match point. It's just but Crimes and Misdemeanors yeah. was made in the '80s, I think. So like, he's definitely retapping older, older movies of his in this one. He does it a lot, actually. Um, he just does it with a little twist or something, you know, or or or, or, some, or makes it serious, you know, because also Crimes and Misdemeanors has more comedy, right? I mean, I would say Matchpoint has very little to zero comedy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people say they're, I mean, the British people in the movie are making their dry British jokes, but I'm not laughing, you know? It's just...
3: <laughs> I'm not laughing yet. Yeah, I, I'm not laughing most of the time, but well, it's because all their jokes are like jabs. Right. That's, that's the real issue, or it's like, oh, I'll let let it be. It's just this guy being this, and you're like, bro, what the fuck! Like, I got to call me
1: out of that shit. For so, what do you? Okay, now, do you guys buy this movie? Buy okay. what? What happens? Let's say at the end, like his solution. Do
2: you guys buy this? I mean, if it, I think it's like brings up like, like that first scene in the movie where like the tennis ball hits like the net, and it's either. It's either in or it's out, you know. And then with the whole ring thing, it's a its a 50/50 chance. He can get away with it or he can't get away with it.
1: Yeah, um, that was like a—that re- was like foreshadowing slash red herring, um, but not like a real one because it's tonal red herring. It's not like a real red herring with the opening. Um, I don't mean that. I mean like the—do you believe it that a guy? Or or this guy, I guess. Maybe, I don't know, this guy. Can you see yourself in a position where you would feel like you have to kill? Like, you know, in this case, uh, what's your name in the movie? Um, Scarlett Johansson's character? Uh, Nola Rice. Nola Rice. Can you imagine killing Nola Rice to protect your, all this, like what he was, like his justification for doing it? And killing
2: a little woman too, by the way. I mean, I think he took an extreme way out, but it was—he's kind of worked so hard to kind of get himself into like the, uh, like the, like kind of the upper class, you know, everything that he does. Like, I think everything he did was kind of calculated. Like, probably even taking that job as a tennis, you know, teacher at like what—I'm like assuming some kind of country club or something. Like that's all calculated. He's like, he probably thought, I'm gonna get a job there. I'm gonna meet somebody and I'm going to try to get in there, you know, good side, maybe, you know, hang out with them. Hmm, and I it, it all just kind of fell through. Like, you know how he mentioned specific things like, oh, I love opera, and I love, you know, these, uh, you know, very sophisticated things. He's reading, uh, was it, uh, Deutschewski or whatever?
1: Dostoevsky.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, he's doing all huh. these things just to kind of fit into that crowd. Okay. Hmm.
1: I, I, I buy that to some extent. I don't think he is uh, that calculating, but I definitely think he forced himself to like opera and Russian literature in order to talk to them. Yes, right. I do believe I, mean, that.
2: I always thought he was about to fall asleep when he was at the theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I didn't get that impression, but I don't think he loves it either. You know, I don't think, I didn't see love in his eyes for, I mean, I don't, I don't get it personally. But then again, how many? I've only been to opera once in my entire life. Um, and I was just invited to it on a on a whim. Um, uh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, but since the whole movie is his perspective, I guess. Um, do we like this hero? Do you guys like this guy? Uh,
2: in the beginning, he's kind of uh, okay, mm-hmm. and then he becomes uh, not so cool. <laughs> Does his stock, like, drop
1: in your eyes? Or do or do you think oh, yeah, yeah, has, yeah. He gets,
2: yeah, you know. like, you know...
1: Is he fascinating yeah. enough? Like a Breaking Bad, to like, a, like a Walter White type? Where he's, like, clearly <laughs> the anti-hero? He's the cause of his own misery? And stuff like that? Or do you not find him that charming? Do you think he's, like... No, you know, no, Walter White
2: was much cooler than this guy.
1: Well, not charming. <laughs> that's not the right word. But, you know, watchable. Right? Um, like, yeah.
2: Walter White had, like kind of still had a reason for like starting it all and then it kind of went this guy not so much he just didn't want to be poor probably no well they both didn't want that's the whole point (laughs) (laughs) they both started really
1: um all right well um yeah i don't i mean i guess i don't know how else to ask this but for me like we watching it it's been a while for me too it's been uh i want to say like uh, 10 years at least it feels like 10 years is the last time I saw this movie. Um, I'm just guessing, but around there. Um, and I remember coming out of that theater back then, probably loving it more than now. I still really, really like it, right? Um, I feel like... Uh, I feel like because the movie is so laser-focused on his perspective um, that it's hard to it's hard to, like, get into the perspective of anyone else in the movie, which could be a problem. But because it's built that way, uh, I, I can't really find fault in the movie for taking that extreme to the end. You know, because I like watching it. It's like, it's, like, um, it's like that scene in Psycho, the original, where the perspective shifts from the girl, right, and after she gets killed in the shower, uh, in the shower scene... You get the perspective of um, Norman Osborne, or Norman Bates, sorry Norman Osborne. Norman Bates <laughs> and, um, right. and it makes you instantly empathize with that character, right? I mean, not, not instantly, but there's this is one scene that literally makes you f- like tense up when he's almost caught, because you kind of don't want the main character in the scene to get caught, even if he deserves it, right? I feel like this entire movie is that, where like you are on his side, even if you would never do what he's doing. You know what I mean? So I think that's the real like good power of this movie, and it worked for me again this time. And the operatic songs, right? That uh, that soundtrack for the movie really makes it kind of like it's. It, 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 I, I really like some of those beats with the with the music, especially when he's like like, killing the old woman, like, setting himself up, getting into her apartment, killing her, waiting for Nola, the neighbor comes down, right, um, and knocks on the door, and, this, and the and the whole opera thing is going, and I think it, it really makes it, I don't know, I, not scary, but, like, tense, you know, it feels more tense than I guess it felt, would have felt before. It's very strange, um, because very little is said on all this, it's just all action, right, and uh, action and soundtrack, um, And on top of that, it adds the extra layer of the fact that he, you know, got into all this by saying he loves opera to that guy. And then they got together, right? And that's how he meets his future wife and all that. But he doesn't actually love opera. He just forced himself to like opera. So it's kind of a double deceit with the song. I don't know.
2: It's just very cool. tells all his clients he loves opera.
1: Right. Even though I knew how it was going to turn out, I still felt like, oh, my God, he's going to get fucking caught. So I really like that stuff. Really well directed, I think.
2: I actually really enjoyed how he didn't get caught by the police at the end. That, that was well,
1: that, how yeah, that was his that was his luck,
2: right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he said like uh no, I don't think it was him. I think it was the brother in law in the end of the movie where he has uh, uh the child and he says that like, all I want is the child to be lucky in life.
1: No, he says, uh I just hope I'd like something about like I hope he's um I don't know, someone says, I hope he's uh, satisfied or well off or something. I don't know if they say something like that. Yeah. But like, yeah. no, I, 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 you know, one thing I want is, uh, I just hope he has some luck or something like that. And like, he wishes best luck for him. And then you feel it in the movie, like his luck has run out. That's the impression I got. Yeah. Like, he, he ran the last of his luck with getting away with murder. The, the ring that was found in the homeless man's pocket was such a big fucking twist. It wasn't mm-hmm. a twist, really, but it felt like such a twist that it's like, it really felt like, you know, he has an insane amount of luck conspired to help him out. And the movie could have easily gotten, got, could have gotten with some sort of like faith-based or like alternate power kind of feel. But no, it goes with luck. And it all stems from that conversation they have earlier, right? About how it's not just hard work that you need. You need some luck to succeed in this world. And it's true. He's not wrong. But, like, he tends to really let luck carry his life. Because well, it's carried him so well, you know, so far. And uh, I, I really like that. I mean, as a, it's almost like the thesis of the movie without being the thesis of the movie. Because, you know, the luck thing... I mean the whole th- The whole affair is his choice. It's not like luck made him fuck you know Nola Rice. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that maybe.
2: I mean, uh, yeah. kind of the circumstances of her getting pissed and going out into that storm and him seeing her—that's kind of luck too. Yeah. Well, I don't know
1: because uh, okay, is okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you and I can't argue against that because he, he
2: got lucky with that one. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um. I guess the real luck there would be finding her at the Tate Modern a year later, right?
2: Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's, it's all based on luck, man. Right. Or weird coincidences for him. But I think the main thesis
1: might be of the movie is the whole idea of lust versus love, right? Or passion, right? Over reason, maybe. Um, because she's literally that embodiment for him. Like the passion, right? The lust part. Mm-hmm. And what he must, like he can't help himself. Right, and can there be does there have to be two separate things? the movie does is not that complicated, but the movie asks that question, what do you guys think about that like you think that's like a a fight thing, or do you think it is like that in life, or
2: is the movie just being i don't know something I mean in his situation, it's you know if he stays with um what's her face chloe mm-hmm. he's got a good life the f- The family's super supportive he, like he's hemorrhaging you know, money in the market but they're still gonna support him or whatever
0: mm-hmm.
2: or you know i mean he's got a cush life you know he's the boss's son-in-law whereas if he goes with dola even though he's you know passionate about her or in lust with her uh she's a struggling actress who you know can't really get a good audition because she always like fucks him up and she's got like a, you know, a history of alcohol, you know, and I guess it's some uh, alcohol abuse ran in her family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not always, you know, it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to have the cush life or do you want to go for the, uh, you know?
3: I think it's the life of the he has to put in a lot of effort for. Yeah. To lead uh, somewhat of a life. He'd have to raise a child. He'd have to get, you know, this girl. Yeah, it'd be more of a. He already put in a lot of effort as as an athlete. He's trying to do something where he doesn't have to do that much anymore. You know what I'm saying? I
2: mean, he he had to put in some effort to kind of get into that lifestyle, and I'm sure he's got to keep up with it because I mean, he's still going to school to try to you know advance his business career and things of that nature. So, I mean, he's definitely still putting in some effort, but it's probably less effort.
1: Right, it's a cushioning. Well,
3: the issue is you don't have to worry about money.
1: Or a living, basically a living, yeah, and <laughs> making nice with his stuff stiff, like a uh, stuffy British family. Um, and, and it's interesting because another way you could see it is that this is showing you how um, any non-British person will have passion for anyone that isn't British, because uh, <laughs> she's American and he's Irish. Um, and, he, <laughs> and he's bored with the British in, in England, you know, in the whole movie because they're all, you know, they're like that. I mean, the, the people around him who are rich obviously. It's not like right. he's with the Pikies or something. But like um I just thought that kind of thing was funny in general. Um but yeah, he is he's shackled to to uh I forgot her name, but this woman he married. And I mean, I'm not saying he actually is. He's fucking decided all this himself and he and she clearly naively um picked him right and doesn't know mm-hmm. any better i mean she almost got it she didn't trust her instincts that day when he almost told her about the affair she should have yeah. just gone all the way through she doubted herself and did not go through it but that's yeah. and that's definitely her biggest flaw and who knows man for all we know the rest of the movie like the day after the decade after this movie ends it could be perfectly fine for her because he is just mechanically running out the clock on a cushy life with a woman that he doesn't feel passionate about. But in the end, he gets the ultimate thing, which is, you know, not being destitute, right? Um, and he has no more luck anymore, right? Ideally, right? If we the, believe the, yep. the movie. Um, it's just an interesting scenario for him. I don't feel sorry for him at, at all. I felt like I almost do, but I don't. Because he fucking murdered two people. And one of them being a complete bystander. Uh, Yeah. And I can't, I don't feel sorry for him. But it's still sucky for everyone involved. Because his wife doesn't know any better, but she's, I mean, living with a murderer now. And uh, who knows what the I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just like a weird infiltration of these people's lives. That again, I don't really care about them that much. But it's still weird and wrong, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I just like this movie. It's a fun movie.
2: Although I did find that well, the scene where he kind of has, like, the vision of uh, Nola and then the uh, old lady. Well, he doesn't. Like, that was kind of... Huh?
1: That was a cop, right? It was a dream.
2: Oh, yeah. But it, it felt like... Yeah, I did feel. Anyway. Like like that was still him. Like they were still kind of like talking to him directly. So I wasn't sure if that like. Did the cop dream that, or did he just dream up, like, what he thought, you know, what, what, what actually happened, what transpired? Oh, I think he... I, no, I think... He I mean, it's dream. it's going to haunt you that you killed two people, obviously.
1: Yeah. I mean, you... I mean, I mean, I would say a good performance there with Jonathan Rhys myers where he's, like, you know, pumping himself up to do it, and then he shoots the old lady, and he has that, like, fit, you know, and then... And after he kills Nola, his exit and all that, like, it's definitely going to get to him. And the weird thing about it is at the end, I guess enough time had passed. Well, because the kid was born, too. I guess that's nine months later at some point. But, like, when he gets interviewed and stuff like that, like, he is... By the way, he's trying way too hard with the cops in that interview. Um, and I don't I don't know. Like, I, do, I do think it gets to him. But I think all that was just... I think it was pretty explicit that it was just a dream by the guy because... I think based on that interview, and In that interview when they talked to um, Jonathan Reese Myers, um, he's trying way too hard. He says like 50 times, like, don't tell my family because I don't want to, or be discreet be it because right. my family, you know, I don't want to lose my wife. He's like overdoing it. And, and he keeps saying, like, I didn't do it and I never would have. And like, oh my God.
2: I love how they dismiss him. They're like, eh, he's just, you know, this rich guy. He probably wouldn't even know how to, you know, sell off a shotgun and hmm. all that stuff. It's like probably not too smart enough to pull off a, a, a murder. Right. And obviously right. what he really All because of where he comes from. is Oh, they think, oh, he's money. Right. They, well, exactly,
1: I was going to say that. like Because they don't know his background. They know how he looks today. But they don't know how where he came from. What he's willing right. to do. Um, that's, if they known his background. Like if he had like, I don't know, like. Outstanding warrants in Ireland, or something like he had a, a crazy childhood, let's
3: or maybe won a major, and his, you know, they would have known who he was.
1: Yeah, well, I guess then that his life would have been different anyway, right? Maybe I don't know.
3: I mean, winning one major, no, not really.
1: Yeah, but maybe right. not. You're right. I don't know. Interesting, very, very cool. Obviously, the head fake of the tennis ball was perfect because when that ring did not fall in that river, I think the worst, and I think, like, holy shit, the comeuppance is gonna be horrible. But like, mm-hmm. but no, just such a fascinating ending there um, or a third act or whatever. Um, and obviously, this is, I think, the first major movie, not major because it didn't, it didn't, I don't know how much money it made. I don't, I don't imagine it made a lot, but I think uh, this is the first time I really uh, had seen Scarlett Johansson portrayed as sexy, honestly, in movies. And obviously, this became an iconic thing after that for her. Um, but yeah, all that really worked really well. I mean, William does it all the time. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, anything you you all want to say more or next?
0: Mm.
2: No, I'm still I'm just glad this movie is still held up, you know, with my more refined uh, taste in cinema.
1: Well, it seems like you're you're liking the ones you didn't like before and the ones
2: you liked, you still like, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, like I said like so far. I'm noticing more things that I probably wouldn't have noticed, you know, back then. Oh, yeah. Like, things like uh, how, like, the, the, the time kind of, like, changed over. I never just noticed that it was such a long affair that it was, like, from, like, it won't put into winter, the next, it's, like, the summer or the spring. Yeah, there,
3: there is a lot of time jumps in the movie, that uh, you don't know how much time has happened. You assume it's maybe within the month or within the few weeks from what they say, but you don't know because they talk about last year, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's already been a year." I thought maybe it was like only a couple months, but you're like, "But I guess it does make sense because he did get married," and you're like, they, "They, you know, it's kind of hard to piece it together. Not super hard, but there, there is a lot of liberties in that aspect. I would say, I would agree." Yeah,
1: yeah totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, all, right. all right, and uh, you go, rough? Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Well, actually, that is the end of our show. You have been listening right to another movie podcast. Remember, we are a bi weekly show. If you'd like to follow us, me specifically, you can do so on Twitter at Armin Filmmaker, which is filmmaker with A R M E N, which is the same as my letterbox. Uh, Luke, where can people find you if they wish to do so? Twitter at Slothmaster Luke and Roth.
3: Uh, yes, they could follow me on Twitter at uh, DonRafael, uh, underscore between the Rafael, and then uh, on Twitch at Trauma. not Sue, but Sue.
1: Right, exactly. sea Oaks. Not that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. Remember, uh, like I said, we are a bi-weekly show, so next time we're going to do something different, because um, from this show and the last one, they announced... The Academy Awards announced their nominations for whatever number they're in, 90-something. That's still a thing. Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah. They are making it. I mean, obviously, COVID delayed, but sure. it's going to come out. Uh, the ceremony is due for April 25th, and yes, we will watch it, and it's fun times for us. It's not like we take it super seriously, but it's very fun. So what we're going to do next show is not review movies. Instead, we're going to talk about the nominations um, what we think we're gonna of we're going to review um, nominations. We're going to review right. That's a good way to say it. we're going to review there what we think go. of the nominations or opinions on that's it.
3: Why you keep me around?
1: And I've been watching uh, some uh, movies. Like I, I try to watch like two or three every week until that point. I watched the major ones. obviously, there's a lot that were nominated that I never heard of. Not heard of, but have not seen. Um, so uh, now I have an excuse to watch it at least faster. Same. So like or sooner. I mean, um, so that's why we're going to be. I'm going to be doing to, between now and that show and then we'll talk more about it of course and then we'll come back to our regular show but I figure I'll just have like a a nomination special we'll just talk freely about the nominations Um, so that's happening in two weeks until then I am Oscar and Luke and Ralph see you later
0: coffee and pie coffee and pie oh my you didn't hear it from me